Hello everyone, welcome to the Joker of Dolphin Game Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Morning. And Nathan. Hello. How are we chaps? All good. Very happy. Raring to go. Happy? Mm-hmm. Any reason? Or you just love doing this pod so much that you're happy to see us? Oh, obviously. Nothing good. football related at all. Yeah, living the dream. Oh yeah. But now you mentioned football, shall we kick off with something football related? Oh, yeah. Should we kick off with the news? Oh, yeah, the news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, as I you played eFootball. Sadly, yes. Did you have any issues with it? Um, Apart from the rubbish camera and the controls that comes from an alternate opposite FIFA universe, um, no. Okay. Well, sounds like you're one of the lucky ones because... It has become the worst user-rated game in Steam history. I've got to be honest, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. So it's had a lot of technical problems, a uh, lot of graphical issues. Uh, the developers even admitted it was basically a demo before it even launched, which is not the kind of thing you really want to be saying before you launch a game, is it? No, not really. And they even said that some mechanics, animations, and even kicks won't be in at launch. What's the point in launching it then? I mean, they come out with this thing, they're rebranding from PES to eFootball, they've well, given it everyone for free, it's a good job it's free, otherwise people would definitely kick off. We know why it came out, because FIFA launched, that's why. So it, rushed, it was a rush job, wasn't it? Hmm. But, yes, this is one thing you'd probably like. Have you seen that some of the players are running around like doing the Naruto arm running? You know, like, <laughs> I've not seen that now. Check that out. It's, yeah, you'll be big fans of that. People have been looking at um, the best game the, in the world. <laughs> yeah, people have been looking at the crowds mm. and they're looking like zombies. Well, I saw somebody playing it, and there was he counted like forty-seven of the same person in the same patch of crowd. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's all very odd. Uh, and to top all that off, before the game actually launched, they added a thirty-three-pound premium player pack on the stores. That can't even be claimed for two months after the launch. Right. Bargain. So, yeah. But after it got released, they, they put out a statement. It says this. After the release of eFootball 2022, we have received lots of feedback and requests regarding game balance that includes pass speed and defence operation. I don't think that's the worst thing that's going on here. Uh, we would also <laughs> like to acknowledge that there have been reports of problems users have experienced with cutscenes, facial expressions, movements of players, and the behaviour of the ball. Yes, yeah, so there's been pictures of um, players with just like their mouths wide open, like, oh, it just looks really <laughs> Yeah, there's odd. one where like, I think Ronaldo and Messi is doing this. Like... Yeah, uh, there's a picture of, uh, picture of Messi, which people have been particularly complaining about. Is um, So in like the promotional material, it had like this perfectly scanned looking Lionel Messi. And then in the actual game, it's just like, it's just got black dead eyes. I've seen that, yeah. It just looks so out there. It's, a, it's like a stone or something. And there's bits where, in the intro bit, where they're doing, you know, the national anthem or whatever. So it was yeah. showing Portugal. And there was just, like, players missing in the line. So there's only about, like, four players in the line. And everyone's just, like, <laughs> stood there, all, arms open with nobody there. It's just all very weird. Anyway, I digress from this, the rest of this comment. It says, uh, we are, they say, we are very sorry for the problems and want to assure everyone we will take all concerns seriously and strive to improve the current situation. This work will be continuously updated. 
quality will be improved and content will be added consistently. From next week onward, we will prepare for an update in October while receiving further options, further opinions through questionnaires to our users. We will do our utmost to satisfy as many users as possible, and we look forward to your continued support of eFootball 2022. Hmm. They've got a lot of big ills Yeah, definitely. I will give it one thing. This is the one takeaway, well, the one good takeaway I took from playing the game. There's a certain celebration where if you score, your players will go to the corner, pick up the microphones that record the match, and pretend to sing with them. That was pretty funny. So, yeah, more <laughs> celebrations like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's better than the baby swing you want. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely despise. Uh, or the reverse dolphin. That's rubbish, that one. Ooh, ooh, controversial. Controversial. <laughs> I'm doing this debate, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> uh, anyway. Enough of that. Any other news? Well, swinging from there, um, it seems like PlayStation's been on a bit of a bit of a, an acquisition spree as as of late. Um, I think we I think we reported last time that they'd acquired I think it was Fire Fire Sprite. Yeah. Um, so now they've also bought the uh, the indie game that spun off from Fire Sprite, which was Fabric. And essentially melt them back into one studio so they've got that um i don't know what sort of they're going to be working on but i know it's there's a lot of people from the previous um liverpool studio that worked on like wipeout and stuff so we'll see what they sort of work on next um and then they finally made one official that we've kind of <laughs> known about for very many months now uh <laughs> when it was leaked by themselves previously uh, so they've finally bought, um, well, they finally announced they've acquired Blue Point Games. Oh, shocked. Um, <laughs> yes, very shocked. Uh, obviously, these guys are, are, are the sort of remake masters, if, if you will. Um, going through, I think we've got, was it Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus was one of the big ones they had initially. Yeah. They did uh, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. They did Ico, Demon Souls. Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, um, and then a host of other ones, so they've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, they've done a lot of remaking. Um, but apparently news has come out that they're going to start working on an original title. Uh, so we'll see we'll see how that goes, but um, I suppose good good things for, for PlayStation fans. Uh, you know, a very reliable studio who uh, look forward to sort of their first kind of original title. Hmm. I think it'll be good for the developer as well, working on something totally new that they can put themselves into rather than just working on remakes all the time. So it's exciting for them and us. Well, Blue Point didn't do Metal Gear, did they? There was speculation they were going to do it, because this brings on brings me on to my next point. Hmm. I'm say, there was they did, they did the, um, the Metal Gear Solid HD collection. Okay, going off on that, there was speculation that Blue Point were going to be doing a remake for the original Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Now... There's reports that apparently that's not the case. And it's, that is actually going to be worked on by a studio called Virtuos. Mm. And they worked on Switch ports for Dark Souls remasters, the Outer Worlds, and the Bioshock collection. Mm. Oh, interesting. But apparently, it's not the original Metal Gear Solid that they're working on. It's going to be Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Mm. Just thoughts on that? I mean, that together with the first one, are considered the best ones, I think, widely regarded. 
Um, certainly three, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people would have three kind of pretty much as high as the pedestal goes. Um, interesting. Interesting they would, they would start at three. Mm. Yeah, normally I would I would say I'll do the first one. Yeah. But I also can't understand because obviously three is a prequel, isn't it? So, I don't know, maybe it could work what, that way. What, they order of timeline? Perhaps? Yeah, maybe. And then they do the first one afterwards. I would really like to see a first one. It, we, we've not seen uh, a yeah, proper... Yeah, I think, well... We did get like um, the Twin Snakes. I know, but that's the remake only itself, isn't it? Yeah, that came yeah. on the GameCube. Yeah. But I'm yeah. saying like it's, it was the first game to get like a remake of some sort. Yeah. So yeah. I would almost kind of like to see the old Metal Gear games to kind of give them a proper like point, point in the proper 3D and all that. Yeah, game in 3D. I wanna, I wanna I know, would take on, take on the old mechs. See how, see how the mechanics would work that kind of way. No trouble. It's it's Stanley Kojima in all this, is it? So, well, we we know what Konami have mm. been, how they've dealt with the franchise since uh, he left. I mean, Metal Gear Survive. Let's just not talk about that. I, I don't think it's what even bad was that. What, I don't think it's as bad as what people make out, but it's definitely not. Okay, okay. it might be, a, it might be, it might be a decent game, but it shouldn't have had the Metal Gear. It's decent, it. but yeah, yeah, I, I'll probably agree there. I think. It, if it was just like a spin-off and you called it anything but Metal Gear Survive, yeah. but just keep it in the universe, might have been okay. <laughs> but then again, well, they wouldn't have sold as many, so did they sell anyway. as many? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was me, and that's probably about it. <laughs> I, th- I think there's probably, it, I think it probably falters from the backlash of Kojima going, maybe. Mm. More than likely. But yeah, it looks like a case they're they're just trying to outsource all these things. In the word that um, Silent Hill is in the process of being outsourced to other studios. I can't remember who now, though. Yeah, there's... Uh, I think there's been quite a few reports about I guess I think there's, like... I think there's, I think there's two. I think there's one that's in Japan, Blue-Bitty. I think. Uh, it, could be, it could be Blue Fat. And then there's another one, apparently, going to be sort of outsourced internationally. So... Mm. I was saying that, they could have maybe have... Repaired the relationship with Kojima, perhaps. Have you have you heard about in the so in the Death Stranding director's cut, um, Kojima added like a over, like a, a PT reference um, oh, in yeah. the game at some point, perhaps suggesting maybe the next game he's working on could be Silent Hill. Yeah, but this is the with Kojima, it's just all. Up in the air speculation. Really, yeah. <laughs> he seems to be associated with everything, doesn't it? It's just like he's making a horror game. Next, he's making a film or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting if he does, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pin any. No. Hope on it or anything like that. Would it be nice if he did a Silent Hill? Yeah, he's he's clearly got the. Well, we, yeah, we saw what he did with PT. So. Well, that's well, it. We see what he can do with horror genres, so he's clearly got the chops for it. As long as it brings Norman Reedus back for it, then I'm happy. He's made Death Stranding. You don't need him again now. We do. More Norman. All the Norman. (laughs) Well, staying on topic with Konami, um, it was reported by um, VGC that they are actually, I suppose, gearing up to work on some of their biggest IPs. So we we did obviously just talk about Melia Sod. Um, 
that they're working on, you know, possible remake for MGS3 and potential remasters for the rest of the games. Um, it also looks as though that they might be working on a reimagining um, for Castlevania as well. Now, I've not played Castlevania myself, but what's your thoughts on this reimagining? Because I've ever heard people concerned about what that means exactly. Well, I mean, they, they've already technically reimagined Castlevania um, once already with the Lords of Shadows kind of series. Because um, that kind of messed around a little bit with the, I suppose, mythos of what they'd already kind of originally set up, starting from kind of the first game all the way to, I think they had like a DS game was probably like the last one they'd made before kind of giving it to um, Mercury Steam, a lot of Shadow stuff. Um, not saying those games were bad or terrible. Um, I think they were highly, at least the first one was highly rated as like a, a nice kind of bring the series into 3D properly with its combat and stuff. But kind of went downhill from, from the second game. Like, the story was just a bit all over the shop. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think of it. Um, I think the real question here is, do you trust Konami to work on this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those kill machines. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I think there is a clamouring for Newcastlevania. I mean, the the series that's obviously ended on Netflix was highly regarded as one of the the better video game adaptations. So, well, I think that's probably brought a load of people into that franchise that mm. probably does do want something newer to play, including yourself, obviously. Yeah, I'd love to play Newcastlevania. Well, it's like I've been. Well, I'll talk about it later on, but I've got the you know the Castlevania Advanced Collection for mm. Switch, so I've been enjoying playing that so far. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what, what they come up with. Um, I'll, I'll keep an open mind, Yeah. knowing that it's Konami. <laughs> well, as long as they don't balls it up like they have with eFootball, uh, <laughs> we should be okay. It's not a good indicator, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's a good start, isn't it? Shall we talk about the worst kept secret in gaming? It's finally yeah. been announced. What's that then? <laughs> so, something that we didn't know about at all, the um, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy is being remastered for PC and console. Yeah, the definitive edition is what it's called. Yeah, that's right. So it's going to be called Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy, hyphen, the definitive edition. Now, is this going to be one collection? There's been some people who are not sure if it's one collection or they're going to be sold separately. I would assume as, it's going to be one collection. As far as I can I see, it's going to be the whole collection. Otherwise, they wouldn't call it the trilogy. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, it's going to be released in the first half of 2022. Well, just when when um, GTA Online comes back on in March. I don't know if it's going to be in March. It says the first half. No, no. I mean that's that. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean that's when the next GTA comes, isn't it? Well, I, yeah. say, the, I say the next, the next. GTA. <laughs> The next year, the old coming. Do, do, do you know something that we don't? Again, <laughs> he's got an insider at uh, Rockstar. Yeah, got <laughs> sworn over at Edinburgh. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this because I know we've all got our own opinions about what the best Grand Theft Auto was in this era. Like, I know you're very Vice City. Oh yeah, yours is San Andreas, isn't it? Yeah, it's is, yeah, yeah. 
but I'm really looking forward to going back and playing them because if you play them now, they do feel bad. They <laughs> in do, terms yeah. of controls and things yeah. like that. I mean, I played San Andreas fairly recently. Um, I probably say maybe a year ago, and yeah, it's great. I still remember the jetpack G. It's all in there still. But <laughs> like playing it, I, I probably put about 15, 20 minutes into it, and I'm like, this is really jarring in terms of its graphics. I mean. I know that gaming shouldn't be about graphics, but it's just things have moved on so much since then. It's just I feel like I've lost the connection yeah. to that kind of game. Yeah, Vice City for me is all about the aesthetic and you know the neon lights and the, the sunsets and the cool music. And Tommy Vesetti was just brilliant. Yeah, I think that's one thing that's great about the um, the Grand Theft Auto games in general. Um, they're like time capsules in terms of like the music on each of the games. And the radio host, yeah. everything like that. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't like, I don't particularly like the music in the GTA 5. I just think mm. it's a bit bland overall. Whereas, yeah, in that trilogy, you've got. Well, this, it was that time period, weren't it? Well, modern, isn't it? So, in GTA 3, at the time when that was released, it was set then, I think, weren't it? Yeah. And obviously, mm. Fire City was the 80s, and then San Andreas was in the 90s. So, you had music to reflect that. And music, a lot of music in those games were like music I'd listen to anyway. In general, before mm. I even watched, even before I played those games. So, but that's one thing. I'm hoping they've got licenses for the music in these. Yeah, it's a good point. Because there's you a lot... imagine most of them would have run out by yeah. by now. I mean, I bet they've got the money to cover it. Oh yeah, obviously they've got the shark um, card money yeah. rolling in shark cards. Because yeah. that was one of the things about the um, you know the Tony Oxford remaster. It's about could they get the licenses for that music to come back? Thankfully, they managed it, so hopefully they're going to be able to do it for the this. But no, very good. It's glad that we know about it at last. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I've got to say, I'm more excited than that than the next GTA 5 thing, <laughs> by far. Yeah, it's just something different that we can go back to, not like the same stuff being rehashed again and again. They've said that there's going to be certain gameplay mechanic changes. I'm hoping the shooting's going to have changed. Mm. Things like that. Because... Mm. They do feel clunky to move around, I have to say. And Tommy Vivacetti with his wide strides, and he's just looking really weird. And, <laughs> and I wonder if he can swim this time. Does he couldn't swim? Ooh, I doubt That's the thing, what's happening with the swimming? It's going to be weird if he can't swim. Because you're going to jump in the water, aren't you? And then you just get wasted. Yeah. There's always one thing you do in games when you first start, it's the jump test. Whether it's from a high, like, a mountain, or whether it's into the water just to see what's going to happen. I guess that is a problem with the f- those first three games, though, is that this you're prevented from going to the other islands, aren't you? Yeah. So, whether whether you can't get across the bridge or whether it's a, a wall that. that you can't get through. Or... Say that I think you sh- I think you should be able to swim, and then they just do that thing that if you did manage to get your way over to the other land, they just give get you five, five stars. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just do that. I mean, I'd rather have that because I want swimming. I just feel a bit. Just think you get a different, you know different aspect to the game don't you it's something new yeah that's you it you can explore the city in a different way and they get eaten by a shark I'm sure on San yeah. Andreas they had sharks we could swim in San Andreas could you you could oh, could you yeah could you uh, I, I remember diving underneath the I water really... and getting shot I can't remember no I don't recall sharks in San Andreas either you could definitely swim though I might be thinking okay. of a different one but anyway I'm looking forward to playing it again yeah, here we go. As long I as I can follow the damn train. <laughs> and number nine, and number 
I don't know what the numbers are, but you know what I'm on about. Get Samuel Jackson back. We record his lines. Yeah. Should we talk about um, God of War? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. So Christopher Judge, you know we love God of War, yeah, and we love mm-hmm. Christopher Judge. Uh, he put out so obviously the voice actor for Kratos, and he put out a series of tweets um, in regards to the God of War delay for the new game, mm. and he says uh, he said this. So it's 100% in my feels right now. I need to be forthcoming. This has been approved by no one. So the bloody fandom, Ragnarok was delayed because of me. August 2019, I couldn't walk. Had to have back surgery, both hips replaced, and knee surgery. They waited for me to rehab. No threats, no who do you think you are. Nothing but love and support. And Santa Monica Studio has never said a word about the delay and what caused it. Studios are beep. But this company, from top to bottom, should give us hope. What they did for the crew is way more than I can t- ever talk about. But I've said to all involved, it's, it's the classiest thing that I've ever heard about in this business. Everyone involved in the God of War franchise puts their hearts and souls in every frame you see. I want to thank everyone that has allowed me to play. And laugh and love and cry without judgment, but with unconditional support and love in this thing of all of ours. And efficiently, he added a, one more tweet at the end. And he says, last thing, uh, Barlog, so Corbett Barlog, who the director of the first game, told me at Tribeca Festival that he wouldn't be directing the sequel. He says, I quit, no joke. Do you trust me? Yes. He said, Eric is a beast. I said, it better be. Update, Eric Williams is an M and F in beast. <laughs> so yeah, this Eric Williams is an animal. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to know that they stood behind you, the studio, when we know what, we know how gaming studios are now, I guess, well, particularly, I guess it's the publishers really, isn't it? Mm try and force their hand but they allowed him to do this i think overall it's gonna be best for the game isn't it yeah definitely just to have that continuity of him being there and him being the best he can be not trying to force him into a situation where he is not gonna be able to do the best for for kratos so mm. it's, it's re- yeah it's really nice to hear because we talk about a lot of negatives like <clears throat> excuse me what's happened with activision and and crunch culture and everything like that but it's just nice for something like this to come out that a studio is giving somebody time and for them to do what's best for the game, really. And I'm glad he didn't quit either. I yeah. Mean, I can't believe that. But maybe he just enjoyed working with Barlock so much. But no, he was very happy with how this one's turned out, so jolly good. Yeah, I just thought it was something nice for a change. Yeah. I don't know what caused him to get the surgery in the first place, because that's a lot of work he had to get done. actual actor, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know, injuries or something. Yeah, I suppose. Good luck, he'd uh, go where he needed, though. Well, he's pretty much carrying the franchise on his back, so maybe um, yeah. it's buckled a bit. Harsh. He's carrying Arteus around. Arteus? Trace. Trace. Arteus is Trace. He looks like Arteus. Yeah, he's getting a bit older, so he's heavier now, so. Yeah. Pop, pop to hip. Swiftly moving on. Well, we are, I suppose by the time we record this, um, the the new Switch OLED model in brackets has come out. Um, don't forget the brackets. Don't forget those brackets. Um, I know I've not I've not got one uh, person myself. I believe someone here did purchase theirs. Yeah, um, it's not arrived yet. I was absolutely gutted. Oh, it's not arrived. Oh no. <laughs> It was meant to be being delivered on um, Friday, 
Uh-huh. But no one was in to collect the package and they didn't deliver it to a neighbour, so I've got to wait until Monday. Oh, no. But, yeah, you'll definitely have my feedback on the next yeah. pod. I was not here. But you not expecting it, are you? I was expecting it, but I was, work- I was working and then Lisa was working because she works like irregular hours. So, uh, do you know the annoying thing is? They came and brought it about, qu- about half past uh, 12. She started work at quarter past 12, so it was like so close. Oh, no. Should have got delivered to work or something. Yeah. Parafine side, but. <laughs> but uh, enough on that. It wasn't, this wasn't really mainly talking about who's got it. Um, <laughs> oh, well, other than Nathan. Here it is. But, yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, what's. What's, what's happened is um, Bloomberg, the so I suppose the US news company, outlet, outlet, words, very difficult, reported recently um, that at least 11 companies, uh, which one included uh, Zynga, uh, the guys who obviously do the Facebook games and whatnot, um, had received development kits to create Switch games in 4K. Uh, interestingly enough. Um, so in the report it's saying that potentially um, if a 4K switch was to come out, it wouldn't come out until earliest late 2022. Um, but Nintendo uh, have kind of come out with a statement basically saying this is not true. Um, there was n- there was there was never there's no plans for any other model of switch other than kind of the one that's just come out, obviously, the OLED screen version. And uh, I think Zynga also kind of came out as well, kind of adding their, their words that saying that they, they didn't receive a development kit, wouldn't happen. So what, seem, what seems to have happened is that there was something, there was like a leak of Nintendo, like I think it was earlier this year, I believe. I think we, we covered it. Um, there was basically saying here's like the new model of a switch it was going to have this 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 it was going to be 4k you know it was meant to have this new nvidia chip that would enable it and we were going to get it this year and it didn't happen so what they potentially pointed down to is that because you know pandemic unfortunately here at a very unfortunate time um there's been a a shortage shortage even uh, of components that would have allowed so the switch to be in 4K. So what they're essentially assuming is that there was plans for this, but because it didn't have the right parts, they had to kind of very quickly modify what the OLED model would have been, just so they could get it out, basically. Otherwise, they'd be in the same situation as what I suppose Xbox and Sony are in at the moment with the PS5 and Xbox Series S and X. Um, well, if anything, it would have been worse because I imagine, well, Sony and Microsoft have already got these orders in for these chips, so mm. Nintendo wouldn't have even had a look in. Probably not, no. Um, I mean, I think the, there was something reported that the, the actual dock itself does have the components enough to be able to output 4K. But the actual switch model doesn't have can't you know doesn't isn't capable of being able to essentially get to that point mm. so it would be interesting that it sounds like at least with the dock they have they are 
potentially preparing for some maybe something down the line. We don't know. But it's interesting to see what, what this, this model would have been had the pandemic not hit. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I still think they're working on it, even though they've come out and said they're not. Of oh, course they, they, they are. Always that That's it. They've just brought out a switch that someone's paid £310 for, not naming any names. Um, they're not going to come out and say we're, this, that we're working on something new in another year's time that you're going to have to pay for. Yeah. Glad you bought it now, Nick. Yeah. I've got to <laughs> sleep behind my decision now. Well, I mean, the, no, the, apparently. The Go on, oh, go on. Oh, I was just say like the, the actual reviews for it is saying it is is a pretty good upgrade. It's just they don't think it's good enough if you already have the switch. Yeah, got your boy, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Please refer to my previous comments. <laughs> yes, um, I mean from what I've seen, like all the games do look really crisp on the OLED screen, so that's really nice. Um, it's really good. And I'm looking forward to getting it on Monday. So I'll um, I'll play some games. I'll send. I'll put actually I'll put some screenshots on Instagram or something so everyone can see screenshots, pictures. We like to talk about our leaks here, and there's been another leak or hack maybe one or the other. So this time it's Twitch. Oh dear. Hmm. So Twitch have confirmed they've had a breach and it says we can confirm a breach has taken place. Our teams are working with urgency to understand the extent of this. We will update the community as soon as additional information is available. Thank you for bearing with us. So what's been leaked? So this is just a short summary. So apparently it's 128 gigs worth of data and it includes the entirety of Twitch's source code with common history going back to its early beginnings, creator payout reports from 2019, very odd that's just that year, but I don't know. Uh, mobile, desktop, and console Twitch clients. Propriety, SDKs, and internal AWS services used by Twitch. Mm-hmm. Every other property that Twitch owns, including IGDB and CurseForge. An unreleased Steam competitor, codenamed Vapor, from Amazon, from Amazon Game Studios. Mm-hmm. And Twitch internal red teaming tools. And these are designed to improve security by having staff pretend to be hackers. Ironic. Interesting. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know what half of them mean, but well, it can't I, understood, be good. <laughs> I understood the AWS bit, but yeah, apart from that, I'm with you. But it's not good, and it's in a long line of breaches for companies, game companies, isn't it? So mm. yeah, can you keep her information safe, please? Yeah, this is why you just don't tell anybody anything. <laughs> fake names, fake email address. That's what you need to use. Burners. Yourself on 10 minute mail. Nobody can be trusted. Me. I'm sure we'll know in due course if we've lost any of our information because they'll send something out. Mm. You'd hope. But no, it's, it's not good, is it? I mean, why does, I don't know why this keeps happening. You'd think that after a few of these, some companies would go like step up their security measures because it's, it's, it keeps. How many, how many leaks or hacks have we had in the last two, three years? Too many. Oh, so look what Twitch, Nintendo, Capcom, Capcom, mm. CD Projekt. Yep, CD Projekt. I mean, I think it's difficult in this day and age. Things are things move that quickly, and if you've not got like a proper cybersecurity team that's dedicated to kind of stopping this from happening, then it's difficult. 
you got to be on it 24-7. And even then, you, things might happen. Are these like million-pound companies? They should be doing better. Should be, but there's always, there's always new tools being made to, to combat the latest security stuff in there. There's always, they always seem to find a way mm, true. to do it. Um, I mean, you, you always hear like... Sometimes you get like the the nice stories of like oh this one person hacked this thing just to warn the company hey this is pretty easy and then they get hired to be like the noob security for yeah yeah I don't hear that, that kind of stuff. Oh well, no, true enough. Generally, no, not fact you give me money. Yeah, they got yeah. FIFA, all the FIFA stuff. Oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I mean, generally with it, not just in the gaming industry but in like tech as a whole, you do hear that like people do hack into other people's systems. Say I found this, this, and this, mm. and they do get a job. Um, I heard about it in the industry that I work in um, with a couple of companies and they end up hiring them as a cyber security person to protect the data. So, yeah. It was, it was Sony years ago as well. It was a, it was a massive mm. war with Sony, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, is that when the PlayStation Network went down? I think so. When they went down, then it was like revealed like passwords and that for uh, credit cards and that got revealed. So. Yeah, and then we got the two free games and forgot about it, and everything was okay. That's the first time I played Infamous when um, when we got that selection. I was an Xbox user at that point, so I was just laughing at the PlayStation user. <laughs> <laughs> just logging into your Xbox Live. Oh, I can talk to my friends. I can play online. What can you do? Nah. <laughs> Maybe I didn't want to play online anyway. I know you don't. You don't, Mark. That's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Here you go. Right, well... Uh... For a little bit of Nintendo news, um, we finally had, I suppose, the the final reveal uh, for the last fire in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, it was revealed, I think it was the 5th of October. I don't think any of our, our guesses were correct on this one. But it also probably isn't much of a surprise. Well, it isn't, it isn't, I suppose, on, on who finally got in. Um, so... It was it was shown to be uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts series. Apparently, um, people wanted this. A lot of people apparently. So uh, back in 2013, um, when I think Super Smash Brothers had come out for the Wii U and 3DS, um, Nintendo did a poll of like a, a like a fire request poll, basically, like point who you'd like to see in Smash Bros. next. And these results were not revealed at all until very, pretty much right at the last minute um, in this kind of, I suppose, presentation that Sakurai did, um, saying that Sora was literally the most requested uh, character to be uh, added in Smash. Now, like, for me personally, I was like, meh, I'm not, I'm not all bothered. Like, I've, I've tried the first game. Like, it's not really caught me really but i know there's there's clearly millions of fans who wanted wanted him so it was good for them i think on a on a legal standpoint as well it's very to me it's very impressive that nintendo have actually managed to pull this off um because for most for most of the characters that have been involved they've only need to kind of you know contact the one company ask them if it'd be you know fine to have the character in music, whatever stage and whatnot, and generally the company's okay to work with. Um, Sora is a very complicated situation in that he's kind of owned by both Square Enix and Disney. So, again, anything from Disney 
nowadays is like a minefield of legalness <laughs> uh, of trying to get that kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, fair play for Nintendo to actually pull it off to be able to do it. What I've also noticed as well is that there's literally no mention of Disney anywhere, kind of other than his keychain has his keyblade has a keychain with a Mickey Mouse on it. That's literally it. It's the only reference of Nintendo of uh, Disney you're gonna get in that game. <laughs> but fair, fair play to everyone who wanted Sora finally got him. Until we found out that Disney comes on the splash screen as you start the game, and that was part of the deal. Yes, there's all conspiracy theories about Disney buying Nintendo. Carry on. <laughs> now you mentioned Disney, Marvel, Marvel Avengers. Oh, and the straight to Avengers. Mm. More bad news, yay. Yes, more bad news. I mean, this this is just. Well, it's no, getting, it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous. ridiculous. Is this not dead yet? Well, after I tell you this, it probably will be on the verge of dying anyway. So when the game, so when the Avengers game was first announced, they said they clearly stated that any microtransactions in the game would be cosmetic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you remember, but a few months back, actually it might have been towards the beginning of the year, they announced they were going to do a rework of the XP in the game. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they were worried that it people were getting through the game too they were leveling up too quickly. And so they were just like burning through the game. Yes, that was so what they've done now is they've now ended up releasing XP boost microtransactions. Yay! So they, so they nerfed the XP you got in game. Just so they could sell it back to you. And now they've ended up giving you XP boosts as microtransactions. This is just ludicrous. I don't, what is going on with this game? What are they doing? Do they really think people are going to be paying for these? Apparently. Got to make money somehow. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, but there's no point if you've got no players paying, playing the game. It's, 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 they're actively just going stay away from our game we don't want you playing it yeah <laughs> why well, I mean I mean, they, they have recently put it on um, Game Pass, game Pass for Xbox yeah. so people who've got Game Pass can give it how a try com- without how com- worrying how convenient a time to put this XP boost in <laughs> I've just mm. looked at the pricing structure so you can get 500 credit packs from as little as $4.99, leading up to $99 that offers 13,000 credits. I don't know if that's good or not. It's, uh, I've not touched the game since it crashed on me. <laughs> $99 can't be good. It's I think all, all games have kind of had that, though, don't they? It's like, it's yeah, but games with the to... player base, like Fortnite or FIFA or, well, any, any other game, not a game that's on its arse, we're like four people playing it. The problem here is they're not encouraging people to go and play the game, that's the thing. That's the problem. That's it. You think you you've got to give them some sort of carrot to come in, like, oh we'll give give you like so many credits for free or something just to entice you. Not put this kind of thing in. Or you can have like a week a away. week free XP boost or something. Yeah, like double XP for a week or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got two months to uh, to introduce Spider-Man for the PlayStation version, so. I mean, that that's just a whole other thing, isn't it? The whole Spider-Man thing. Everyone's forgot about it. When did the game launch? Last year, wasn't it? Right. So the 14th of August, 2020. What's August? Right, so it's been over a year. So it's about 14 months, shall we say. Give or take. It only got announced, like, last month, didn't it? When Spider-Man would turn up. 
everyone's disappeared from the game now. No one's playing it. Who's going to care about Spider-Man coming into it? What's he even going to do? You've had you've had your proper Spider-Man games. You've had the new one announced. <laughs> Who's going to care about him being in this game? Well, apart from Matt. I might go back to it, see what it's like. <laughs> yeah. I just got a feeling it's going to feel... So, if you're going from that Spider-Man to this Spider-Man... This soulless Spider-Man that this can put isn't the game. Yeah. I'm just hoping it's not Insomniac Spider-Man that they're going to introduce. Otherwise, I'm going to get peeved. Why? Because they'll tarnish that Spider-Man's name. <laughs> Peter Parkour? Yeah, Tarnish, isn't he? Oh, Miles Morales. The best Spider-Man. Don't at me. Did you say Spider-Man 2099? No. <laughs> okay. Best Spider-Man. Actually, no, Spider-Man. There you go. Do-do-do. No, that duck Spider-Man's the best. Duck? Yeah. He's a pig. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I get it right. Yeah, the pig Spider-Man. Who's thinking of Howard the Duck, there? Best duck. Um... He's make a song like that now, Spider Duck. Anyway, should we should we move away from from terrible Avengers news? Um, have we got a good Avengers news? Not really. No, not, not until the trailer <laughs> for the next Avengers film comes out. Have we heard about a um, I suppose a, a Rise of the Ashes sort of thing for um, for a for a certain camera that Microsoft used to make? Oh, is it the Kinect? It is, yes. Apparently, Microsoft, the Microsoft. What's the, the, the Microsoft. Microsoft yeah. Where they've taken uh, the world. Yeah. The Microsoft. The Microsoft company um, is is actually working with um, Sky on creating sort of like a, a, a connect for... I got, did you just say Sky? I did, yes. Sky is in the Sky television that gives you the TV and the broadband and all that kind of stuff. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so Microsoft are working with Sky on creating what, what they call the Sky Glass Camera, which is essentially just going to be a connect for Sky Television. So you'll oh, be able to control <laughs> all the stuff that you want with the gestures and all that kind of good stuff that came with connects. Oh, just use the remote. <laughs> use the remote. <laughs> No, but then you can you can, t- you can you can tell Sky to turn off or change channel with your voice and all that fun stuff. Don't you want to do that, man? No. The thing is, it'll just keep doing it on its own, won't it? It'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll hear a noise and it'll just start doing something. Like, you'll, you'll, you'll do like Play. a random hand gesture and it'll like suddenly just like pause the TV or something. Like, what? I was Wait. yawning. Find Sky Sports. Opening the Discovery Channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very weird thing that Microsoft's doing, but Fair play, I suppose. Got to, got to give the Connect something to do. I guess they got money to burn. I guess. Yeah. Well, Sky's got money to burn because they've paid Microsoft a hefty fee to develop this for them. So why would not just just use the cameras they've already got and just? Well, looking at the um, prototype, it looks pretty much exactly the same as the Xbox One yeah. camera. It's like they probably hmm. that's what they've done. They've just probably just taken the surplus and just shipped them off to Sky. There you go. There you go, use these. Here's some eight-year-old tech. But does this mean you're going to have to stand in front of the TV to do all these gestures? Not necessarily. It'll scan you when you sit down. How do you watch television? Well, I think... (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is that I think you're expecting a lot of the camera. If you think it's going to be able to register your 
sat down and all that. People don't always sit straight in front of the TVs, do they? Sometimes they're at an angle. Those people are weird. Well, it should be okay because um, if you ever looked at the um, connect with like a night vision camera, it shoots out all these lasers. And depending on how you move and where you move, once it scans you, then it kind of uses that to interpret what you're doing. So it's not exactly just taking the image. It's using data from the movement. All I'm going to say is it's probably not going to work. I'm going to ask my dad to get one for his Sky package. That's what's going to happen. He's going to be sat there and then your dog's going to run in and you're going to end up changing onto some adult TV channel without your knowledge. <laughs> that's just TV, TV's channel. No, no, come back. <laughs> yeah, come that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I guess promise. That's good, isn't it? I, I will watch your BBC News, not Babe Station. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah, I personally don't see the point of all that, but oh my, it's a judge. So when is this supposed to be out? So the announcement came on the 7th of October during sort of, a, sort of a presentation. Oh, it will also include the ability to say uh, Sky Xbox, so you can switch over to your Xbox from Sky. Uh, there has been no announcement on when it will come out, I don't think. So you can't go Sky PS5. Oh, sorry. Uh, for release next year. <laughs> well, obviously not. Microsoft's not going to do that, are they? So then you're going to have to get up to change channel anyway. Uh, so it's got uh, for release next year. Sorry. Do you know what would be hilarious if they put like a um, like a little Easter egg into it? Where if you like said like play play PlayStation, it'd like search for like feces on YouTube or something like that. Something You've got weird. issues, man. No, I'd probably just overheat your PlayStation. Oh, yeah, it sets it on fire. <laughs> this is what you get for having PlayStation. So, finally, from about two months away from releasing, we finally got our first trailer for um, the Resident Evil film. Interesting song choice. Yeah, and bad CGI. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Questionable I, casting. It looks bad. I'm, okay. I'm just going to say, I think it looks it's bad. It's going to look bad. <laughs> um, some. I thought I thought at least for Chris's act, I think he looks quite spot. I think um, Robbie Amell looks pretty good. And uh, the actress who's playing Claire Redfield looks... Claire. Yeah. Um, everyone else... Is a bit him miss for me. Miss, you mean? Well, probably yeah, probably my misses. It's just that that first the first trailer just I don't know what. I feel like that should have been like the, some sort of like teaser trailer that came out like months ago. I tell you what, I, I struggled with trying to understand what tone they were trying to go for. Were they trying to make it scary or not? Hmm. with that song choice and all that, it didn't sound scary. Well, it's, yeah, I mean if. There was a second trailer that came out the same day as well. I've not, I've not seen that. So if you watch that one, it's it's a much more consistent tone of actual like, I suppose survival horror. Because hmm. um, it kind of it kind of starts with almost like the intro to Resident Evil Two with like the trucker kind yeah. of hitting hitting the hitting the I suppose woman who you think you know he's just killed her, but suddenly her body's disappeared. Um, and then, like, the mystery starts from there. The, the second, if 
if you watch the second trailer, it looks a lot better. Not saying that it makes the film any less maybe watchable. <laughs> but at least tone-wise, it's like, okay, you should have just released this one. Yeah. And people would be like, okay, it looks very B-movie-ish, but at least tone-wise, we know what you're trying to go for with the movie. Which, it seems like a very... It seems like a combination of the first two games, but they're happening at the same time, rather than being sort of weeks apart, from what I can tell. But... Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, I don't know if they'll release any other trailers or, or whatnot. We're literally just two months away from the film. Like, I've not known a trail, like a first trailer for a film to come out so late. It's the yeah. point that's like, you might as well just not bother at this point. So, well, they, it was, they did the release one. Well. It was just bad, so they changed it all, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. it was a good thing they released that trailer because then we got to change it. <laughs> Yeah. But it was fairly close to when it came out. That's the thing. Was it? Could have been, I suppose. But I mean, there's already, I'm already seeing people saying we we should we should change this, change the cast. Like, no, stop it, shut up. It's not gonna happen now, is it? The cast. Seems... Just gotta deal with it. It's just a it's a reimagining of the first two games, so I'm just kind of still keeping an open mind about how bad it's gonna be. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, speaking, I'm just going to go slightly off tangent, but last night I rewatched the uh, Street Fighter film, and man, that was bad. <laughs> it's still as bad as you remember. Yeah, because that was a long time since I last watched that. But Raul Julia. Raul Julia is brilliant. Best. Yeah, just chewing the scenery. I still, yeah. I still love that scene with with Chun Li where she's like accused him of like killing her father, and he's just like, yeah. for, what was it? Uh, I forgot yeah, what the quote is. It's like for you, so she was saying that you murdered my father. And he said, like, yeah. oh, I, I, I don't remember any of this. And so you don't remember this. The the day that Bison came to your village was the most important day of your life. But to me, it was Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> to me, it was a Tuesday. So, yeah. Um, some of the casting choices were weird. I can see... Kylie Minogue was terrible in it as well. Yeah. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was terrible well. And Jean-Claude was just a name, weren't he? Just to get, get eyes on it. Well, Jean Claude can do the stuff that I suppose Guile can in the films. So, well, Guile in bad. the games. He was very bad in the film. Everyone was bad. Well, but for Val Julia, he was amazing. Well, he's the, he's the one thing that kept it going. He's the only yeah. thing that's watchable about the film. But anyway, I, we da- the most we amazing thing about that was, was that he was ill throughout the entire thing. But he's yeah. still, yeah. he's just yeah. like, he's a professional. <laughs> yeah. Well, one one more thing I want to end want to end on. Um, and I don't know if you guys probably don't follow kind of gaming stuff on Twitter it's probably as close as I do. But there was there was a new indie game that got uh, that got sort of a trailer that I suppose took took Twitter by storm and like everyone was reporting on it, which I I'm going to say no to <laughs> for potential obvious reasons. Um, so 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 the game is called Choo Choo Charles. What's wrong with trains? Nothing wrong with trains. Scared of trains? No. Trains are fine. I grew up on Thomas the Tank Engine. So (laughs) So it's called Choo Choo Charles. Um, From what I can tell, it's it's sort of like a a horror survival game where you take take an old train, you traverse like, I suppose, like a, I think it's like an island around, collecting scrap to upgrade it and helping out, I suppose, like the villagers on the island. All the while being stalked by... What I could best describe is uh, Thomas 
on a high bender, but also grew massive spider legs. Yeah, pretty much. That sounds about right. Absolutely terrifying <laughs> for me. I think this was inspired by the um, Resident Evil 2 Thomas the Tank Engine mod for Mr. X. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what inspired this. Well, funny enough, you say that. Apparently, um, it could be actually inspired by... Um, I forgot what it is. I, I don't know if it's something quite Stephen King-esque or it's, it's something... It's it's not an original thing, basically. Um, right down to the actual like monster being pretty much exactly that, like a monster train that also somehow walks around like a spider. Oh, um, I might have to look into it. Like the name is apparently very close to what it, what it actually is. I think it's like choo choo. Are you are you telling me this is a stolen idea? Potentially. Oh. Are we going to get this person into legal hot water? No, that was it. So there's there's a book that's called Charlie the Choo Choo. Uh, apparently, it's, it's part of like the Dark Tower series. I've never heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so apparently, this train. Like the actual look of it is just kind of it's it's got like a very kind of a very similar smile and look to what's what's in the game, but it's meant to be it's meant to be a friendly train and dependable, but apparently it's like it actually ends up being quite nightmarish or something. Okay. So people are already saying that think they think this game is being is inspired, should we say, by by this it's gonna it's gonna love um attention on twitter uh and apparently the uh so the the maker of um no clip the guy who does like the gaming documentary series stuff um daniel dwyer i think his name is actually wants to interview the guy about his inspiration about it all <laughs> and the game is not even out yet <laughs> so it's only one developer it's only one book in it yeah it's, one, it's like one guy. 20 years um, old something like that well I'm going to skip the game, so you guys can tell what it's like. What makes you think I'm going to play it? Mm. Hey, you could. It could oh, be like a little simulator for you. Yeah. Build yeah. it up. Yeah. Build that train up to get enough courage to destroy the uh, destroy the trains. Looks quite good, actually. I'm just looking at it now. So it's planned release for Q1 2022, so not too far. Hmm. So, shall we get into what we've been playing in the last two weeks? Yes? Go on then, Mark. Ah, go on then. Off? <laughs> you spoke up first. Okay. See, this is why I was quiet at school. Uh, right. So, I've not really played it all that much. Well, I have, but I'm not going to talk about Because I've been playing the thing for a long time, period of time, and I don't want to talk about that until I've actually finished it. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, by the next part, I might have finished that. But... This weekend, it has been the Battlefield 2042 open beta. So I've had... A, is, it, is it 2042? Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what I've been... I've had a jump on that just to see what it was like. Oh, nice. Now, I've played the Battlefield campaigns, but I've not really played much of the multiplayers. For the... Yeah. i played more of COD multiplayers, but to be honest, I haven't really played all that much of COD multiplayers. But, but anyway... So I installed this, and uh, the first problem I had was I like to flip my triggers on first-person shooters, so I don't like using L2, R2. Okay. I prefer having L1, R1. Interesting. Couldn't find a way to do that in the settings, 
Uh, hopefully there is a way, but I could not find it. So that caused me my first issue. You turn the vibration off and the pad still vibrated in game. Do you not like a vibrating pad? No, because it, yeah, it affects your accuracy. See, I'm a proper, proper first person shooter player now. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to find a way to improve myself. But it's still vibrated <laughs> anyway. But the, the, the one thing is that on the settings, right, it gave you a bunch of different ones you could choose from. So like button layouts. So you yeah. could have default, alternate, lefty, lefty, alternate, or custom. I did not know what any of them meant because it didn't tell you. <laughs> there was no, you know, normally it's showing you like a picture of the pad. Yeah, like yeah. Showing your buttons. Like, this is what this is. It didn't show you anything. It just said those things. And you just have to pick one. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with that one. I don't know which one that is. But did you mix it up and go lefty? I went with alternate, but I, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> I was hoping that I'd flip the triggers, but it didn't. So, and then I got into the, the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, it took me three attempts to actually get onto the server to begin with. Yeah. Eventually, eventually got on. Mm-hmm. Now, Battlefield and COD, they're very different in terms of their maps, aren't they? Now, mm-hmm. it seemed like seemingly everything and nothing was happening in the game. So I could hear a load of explosions and gunfights, but I had no idea where they were. Because it seems like I, I was just like I was just miles away from any of the action. Mm-hmm. And so you have to try and like I spent most the map is too large. That's my point. It's too large. Now I can see I can see that's the whole point of Battlefield. It's a it's called Battlefield. I guess that kind of makes sense. That like it'd be a big open map. Mm-hmm. But from a gameplay standpoint. Or maybe I'm just really bad at it, which is probably more likely the case. But it's just like I spent most of my time just running around, hoping I'll find something. Yeah. And I just I, I spent most of my time just legging it through grass and bushes and trees, and then I'd go into an urban area, and think that that's where people would be, and then nobody'd be there, and then I'd hear the gunfights over there, and then I'd run over there, and it's just it was just stupid. I seem to be getting like sniped. Even though the guns, because it shows when you're being killed, it shows you what gun they've been using. Yeah. It it didn't look like a sniper rifle to me that I'd been killed by. So it was like one shot, poof, dead. And they were quite far away, so I don't know what's going on. Unless that's just a glitch and it's showing the wrong gun. I don't know. Could be showing the wrong gun. Hmm. Respawns. The respawns in the game. Not a fan of. I think that's I think that's one of the part of the problems I had with it, is because you're spawning over such a vast area. You never quite know where you are in relation to where the action is. Oh, I don't anyway. Okay. Oh, another thing, I didn't even understand what the objective were, was in the game. He didn't explain it. I just let everyone else do that. Because <laughs> maybe they're more proficient battlefield people. I don't know. Maybe they know <laughs> what I'm doing. Because I don't. So I just yeah. ran around. Because it, it seems like they automatically put you with a squad. So you've got three other people and they're like, their labels are green. So I think they're yours. And you spawn on them, I think. That's my interpretation. Or yeah. uh, or a place you hold, I think. Yeah, yeah. And all my people just seem to be spread out all over the place. So I don't know what they were doing. They didn't they didn't weren't acting like a squad, but then again neither was I, because I didn't know what I were doing. <laughs> it's um there seemed to be a distinct lack of recoil on guns. Now to be honest, I think that's probably a good thing for a map that size. Because you are firing over long distances. So it's probably best for that. But it, I, did, I was surprised at how much recall there just wasn't on the guns. But I did manage to jump in a tank 
that was the gunner on the tank. And then this is where I started experiencing some graphical issues. So I was in the tank and I was. Oh, I've on, heard about this. I was just on the gun bit, you know, the machine gun bit, and some other bloke was driving it. And the camera just started going shaking left to right, like very weirdly. <laughs> and it's like I, I couldn't straight aim on anything. It was just like going this constantly, left mm-hmm. and right. And I honestly started feeling sick. It was. Yeah, so I was just like get out of the tank. So I just randomly started like firing all over the place, hoping I'd hit something. I don't know whether I did. Uh, yeah, it ended up getting three kills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I jumped out of the tank, and then as you're running around, I started discovering other graphical issues. Like I kept getting screen tears. Mm. So I was running, and then there was like black strips going across that flashed across the screen every now and again. And there's like texture popping, so sometimes a bush might just pop in. Yeah. And you think, oh, that's an enemy, you know, because you think you see something moving in this, you think, oh, that's an enemy. And it's not, so I'm just shooting some bush. Bush that's walking around. <laughs> it's just like having a good time. The amount of times I've tried shooting my teammates, it's just off the charts. It's just like I'll go around a corner, I'll just start popping them because it, it took like a, a moment or two. Well, yeah, it took a moment or two for like the blue icon to appear above them. Is there no map for you to see like where your teammates are or anything like that? Well, there is, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but if, if you're yeah, a true but... FPS person, no one uses the map. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I've got to see things. That's the thing. I can't shoot them on a the map, can I? But but then I did a respawn, and one of my teammates, one of my squad mates, was in a tank. So I spawned in the tank. Except he had his tank vertical, stuck in the middle of a bunch of like gas tanks. <laughs> so I just spawned in the gunner seat, and just I was just like spinning around, firing the gun up and down, and he was just wedged there trying to get himself out. But what is this? <laughs> what have you done here? But, Classic yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know that was it. My experience, you know, I think it could be fun if we played as like a, a group, a trio. I think as a solo player, it's probably not my cup of tea. I think it's because mm. you could you could talk to each other and stay as a squad. Well, that's it. Yeah, I think it needs to be communication yeah. based yeah. on it. So you know what the objective is that you got into, and then where people are and what you're looking to do. Yes, yeah. so. because then obviously you stick together. And you can achieve objectives mm. as a unit. Whereas when you just with randoms, you, you don't know what's gonna. You don't know what your other squad mates, whoever they are, they're just mm. all over the place. You don't know what they're doing. They don't know what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think it could be fun in the long run. Mm. But fix those graphical issues, man. That's that shaky camera in the tank really started making me feel ill. As though I can't, I can't carry on with this. Well, I, I think I'd heard the the actual beta is is kind of a couple uh, a few months old now. Like they've already right. kind of worked on that stuff. They've just, they've, I think a lot of betas for Battlefield tend to be used for server capacity. So how how well their servers can kind of withstand the amount of traffic that's coming onto them. Yeah. It's never it's never really been about gameplay balancing stuff or anything like that. It's probably why you might have not got any recall as well. They've probably just they've probably already sorted that out. It's just for this bit. It's just yeah. we just want purely server performance and that's it. Yeah, because there was apparently 128 players in game. Mm, yeah. But apparently, fill if they can't get fill that out, they do fill it. No, with bots. yeah, they fill it in with bots. I've I've seen a couple of them that. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, I'd like to play a game of that if it was just me and the boss. I think that'd be. I mean, I know, I know at least. The One human versus 127 boss. <laughs> but I'd get some kills. That's the thing. He'd be enjoyable. <laughs> I say it's good for the ego. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it'd be good practice. That's it. Before yeah. you go into the main game, when it, when I just get thrown into a multiplayer, it's just like you're just going to die all the time. Yeah. It's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, but in my second round, I managed to get. Well, this is odd because it doesn't tell you how many kills you got. It tells you how many kills or assists. It's kind of like a combined total. Unless I just misread it. Oh, but it said I had seven. <laughs> Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. It's probably one kill, seven, uh, six assists. Maybe that's... I got, Maybe it was seven assists. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... Seven, seven, I, did, seven assists, I, I, I did get a few assists. Like, uh, no. I did get a few <laughs> kills. <laughs> I did actually. Because I, I actually did all right in my second one. But even though I seem to have complained a lot about the, the game just then, I did actually kind of find it a bit fun. I, th- I think, but I do think it'll be much better when you're actually with people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always found with with Battlefield, I I enjoy it when I'm playing with people that know and stuff. So you can obviously coordinate about okay, you know, uh, we need to capture C point. Let's uh, flank around this way. Someone getting a jeep will go in with like C4 or something. Yeah. You'll find when you actually coordinate with people that you know, you, you will tend to enjoy it. I did jump in a jeep and I just tried to run people over, but I just kept missing and just thought, I'm just going to jump and ride over the hills now. <laughs> jump <laughs> just over the leaps. Yeah. yeah. Give up and shoot a bush. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that bush was moving. <laughs> oh, and I saw um, there's a guy in a tank and I ran up to the tank. Well, I think it was a tank or it was on a, he's an APC or something like that. Okay. And there's a guy in it shooting. This is an enemy person in the tank. Mm. And I couldn't figure out how to just blow the tank, this thing up, when I was mm. stood right next to it. And I think someone just rocketed it <laughs> whilst I was stood next to it. <laughs> it's probably just been the reason well over there as well. But, nice. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's nice. But, but hey, the tank got destroyed. But I ended up uh, selecting like some crate. I just had some crate in my, I don't know what it was. It's just I had the symbol in the corner. It's just I, I was holding a crate, a crate or something. So I threw that down, thinking that I might have done something, but no, it didn't. I just threw some random crate on the floor. Like it might have been an ammo crate. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. I was just like, anyway, take my ammo crate. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I don't. Eat but, this. Yeah. I was hoping it would be something I could shoot and explode, but no. It wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, the good, the good thing is about it, if you have a party doing it, is the fact that if you're going to a specific, specific objective, you can spawn back at your team yeah, you and you're near the objective where you were going whereas you can't really do that when you're flying solo it's just a bit everyone's doing their own thing which kind of defeats the object I think I think that's why I never understood the uh, objective <laughs> because everyone was just running around anywhere, everywhere. yeah you'll you'll find with, with battlefields uh, pretty much every, every type like every stereotype of first person shooter is all within battlefields like you've got the people who are probably camping you know, an objective to keep it. So you got them. You got the snipers on the mountain hills, just taking pot shots at yeah. anyone that they can see. They have the, they did have these cool um, zip line things, so you could attach yourself. And oh, there's like a like a grapple hook, isn't there? Yeah, and it zip lines up to like because it's set like around. It's kind of like a missile base kind of thing. There's like yeah, a, there's like a, a rocket is going off in the map, isn't there? Something yeah. Like. So you kind of like you can zip line up to the top of the the thing holding the rocket and all that. Yeah, the platform. It's pretty cool because then as you're ziplining up, you can be shooting around. I was just spraying bullets everywhere. No aim. It's just like shoot, 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 shoot anywhere. 
But no, that's it was all right. It was, it was, oh, and I have to say, people are very bad at flying planes in that game. Very bad. Yes. Yes. That, the amount of crashes I just witnessed it just came. I was just running around and suddenly it just went <laughs> like some jet just <laughs> goes flying past me. I'm like, what is going on here? Can no one fly these things? That's the yeah. fun bit. <laughs> yeah. But I, I could I couldn't find the jets. I don't know how you get them. Do you have, do you have to earn them? I don't know. But or do you just find them? Typically, I couldn't find them. Typically in Battlefield on. So I'm gonna get stupidly te- technical. I think you're playing conquest mode, so it's like it's basically like um, domination, basically, but over a yeah. massive map. But you've I got think, two. De- right. yeah. yeah. So you've got two default spawns as well. Um, so those will mainly have kind of all the vehicles for each kind of team. So it's kind of an even playing field. So oh, so that's why I'm going wrong. So I just like a... Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Unless they've changed it for 2042, from what from what I remember in Battlefield 4 and I think, I think 1 and right. 5, it's um, each team get like a you get the icons of like the vehicles that you can pick. So if you select one, you can you'll jump into it when you go to spawn. Fun times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's not a bad game. I think it's just very different to the sort of first-person shooters I usually play. Like, take yeah. Get a bit used to. Yeah, you, you can't play Battlefield like it's called you. No, you can't. No. It's very, very different. There's no lone wolf in anything. Like, you have to work as a squad to be able to, well, win the game for the team. Play yeah. the roles as well. You've got I, to play roles. Unsurprised the guy lost every game. <laughs> I was on the losing side, but... No oh, well. surprise there whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, that's my, that's my times on Battlefield 2042 Open Beta. Go on, Dave. What have I been playing? So the first game that I've been playing, this was due to the uh, Nintendo Direct. So when I saw Kirby and the Forbidden Land trailer, I thought, oh, this actually looks really good. I'm really looking forward to it. So I thought, oh, what Kirby games do I have that I could play just to, to wet the whistle? So I've started playing... Um, Kirby Triple Deluxe on the 3DS. So I'm really enjoying it so far. So this game uh, obviously plays Kirby and Kirby's main trope is that Kirby can basically suck up like the enemies and then take on the skills of the enemy. Um, so if I if I like absorb this fire creature, I can like spray fire everywhere and destroy my enemies. It's great. Um, <laughs> I can become a magician. Uh, I can fly around. There's like all sorts of things you can do. So that's that's really fun. And as you go through the level, you can there's two sections. So as it's in 3D, there's the the plane that you're going on because it's you go from left to right. It's just a, a basic platformer from that side of things. But then there's certain sections where you can jump onto the platform behind in like 3D. Um, so you can fly over to this other bit where there you can like collect certain things like key rings weirdly enough. And um, so it's kind of like a bit of a collectathon as well, which is nice. So if you go off the beaten track and find little shortcuts, then you will be rewarded for it, which is good. But yeah, I'm just really enjoying that so far. It's just a good solid platformer. I enjoy Kirby as a character, cute little poofball. And um, yeah, it's, it's good. So that's been, that's been the first thing that I've been playing. Other than that, um, something I did mention earlier, I have had a couple of games of eFootball. Mm. Less than satisfactory, I will say. <laughs> uh, I still can't get to grips with the controls um, because it's pretty much opposite to what I would have on FIFA. Um, so when I try and shoot, I cross. And when I try and cross, I shoot. Can you change um, controls on that? You can change the controls, but I wanted the pure experience of the PES game. It's the pure experience. <laughs> pure experience. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry. Just make it easy for yourself. I know. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So there'll be times where I try and like take a shot and I'll be like, oh, no, I've done this wrong. And it just flies over the bar. And then, yeah, and vice versa, I'll try and cross it in and take a shot instead. I did that once and it actually flew into goal. I was like, this is amazing. You're going to start doing (laughs) the opposite on FIFA now, aren't you? Yeah, shooting three crosses. <laughs> I, I do that anyway. Um, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> well, that's another story. Yeah, yep. we'll get to that. So, yeah, it's um, I've been playing a bit of that. The in terms of the graphics, I know we've we've had a conversation about that. Mm. It looks it, it's weird. It's like in between PS3 and early PS4. It's just it's not up to the standard that I'd expect. Not to mention the crowd look like zombies, but. Anyway, that's its own thing. But yeah, I think we've said this a few times, and I'll say it again. Konami just need to focus on pachinko machines and get out of the gaming industry because it's obvious from this offering that they just don't care or care enough to do a decent game. The next game that I played was Call of Duty Black Ops 3. So this took <laughs> this took oh, me yeah, about yeah. yeah. So yeah. this took me about two days to get installed because I thought, oh, leave it in rest mode and get it installed. <laughs> And then when I went on to play it, it, it came up with an error and it still had about 60 gigabytes left. So I'm like, oh my goodness, this is going to take ages. And funnily enough, when it was doing the install, it wouldn't let me play the bit that I'd already installed. So I installed the online section of it because you can do it in stages. Hmm. And it still wouldn't let me play online until I'd installed the campaign. So what's the point? It's just really strange because all yeah. I wanted to do was join the game of zombies and I couldn't. So... But eventually, yeah, I did um, did get it installed. Um, I think out of all those three, I was the worst, definitely, because I was downed about nine times in each game that we played. But it was fun, eating sweets from the gumball machine and whatnot. I didn't understand the fact that, you know, there's bits of it that apparently we couldn't play, Dave, because mm. we hadn't installed bits. But I, 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 I've had a look, and everything that I could download got installed, so I don't know. It might yeah, because there's certain Do I have to get to a certain point? I don't know. Do I have to play um, to a certain point? I don't know. If you... If you go into the store, there's... Oh, Jeff, Jeff had it separately. I think so. So there's like the DLC packs right. that I think are separate. Because so. the one I got was is the... Is it Zombie Chronicles? Is that? Yeah. Black Ops League Zombie, Zombie Chronicles. Chronicles. So you have to... Right, so I've just not installed it from the store bit. Right, okay. I'll have a look at that. I'll do the same. Uh, yeah, have a look into it. Because I don't, I don't know... When they, when, they, when they made it three, four PS5 users through the PS Plus collection yeah, yeah i don't know if the dlc packs came with it it might have been purely just the zombie zombie chronicles is a collection of zombies maps from like world of war and black ops one right but the actual maps that came through the dlc packs i don't know if they made them three to purchase as well right okay so there might be something you might have to look into if you've not gone so far because <laughs> i went to the um you know, on the main menu of your PS5, yeah, yeah. it's like manage game content. And it said I, I already had six things installed. I'm like, well, that must be everything that I thought was going to install it. It could be, yeah. It might be installed, it might be you just need to download. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a look into it. But it's just we'll weird. see. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was quite fun. Like when I, the bit that I enjoyed was like when the dogs started like coming in and running at you, that was pretty cool. Because they're fairly easy to kill, aren't they? Like the hellhounds or whatever they're called. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Not to mention the zombies. I don't like the fast ones, though. They trigger me a bit. But... <laughs> and that, too. But, yeah, that, that was good fun. And we ended up sure we'll definitely... I think we got to round okay. wave 13. 13 yeah, I think so. 
wasn't bad. Just say we'd not played much of it. So. No, your first few games, so sorry. Uh, the next game that we played was a bit of Overcooked All You Can Eat. Mm. So. <laughs> about this. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, one of the first rounds that we played was we had to make some coffee. And I think well, to start with, the, that didn't go very well. The problem I had here is the, the ones that we were playing but it seemed to be later on in the game that I'd not played. Yeah. So yeah. I, di- I didn't know what the thing... If, if we were doing burgers and fish and chips and the ones yeah. you do early in game, I would have understood what the mechanics were, what you needed yeah. to do. Yeah. But this is just like, I don't know what we're doing here. Like the coffee one was wild because you had that like purple like hole that came after you as well to yeah. drag you in. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And for about half the first game, we didn't even know that we needed to boil the water. <laughs> so we couldn't yeah, get the coffee we out. Yeah, like, like, what are we doing here? Because yeah. I've been playing that with my brother, but mm. we'd started, but we've been doing the campaign, so we started at the beginning, obviously, and yeah. we're about halfway through, well, actually, probably more than that, through the first game. So when we jumped into this, because we were just doing the arcade bit, weren't we? Yeah, that's right. And then, yeah. So it's just like random stuff for ones that I've never seen before. It's like, what on earth is this? Maybe we should just start the campaign and work our way up. Yeah. That might be a bit best for us. I oh, know we were doing we were doing better after after that one. I think the well we went back to one of the first ones, didn't we, with the soup? Yeah. So that was yeah. fairly simple. When we found the, uh, the early ones, super small was easier. Yeah, pirate one was crazy. Oh, with everything moving around, that was horrible. Yeah, it was like oh, I've got to cut. Yeah, I've got to like cut this, and then suddenly moves, and now like I've got to cut it. It's like what? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, because anyway. the, the best way to do those games is like if you say right, this person cuts, this person gets the ingredients. And, uh, this person does the cooking and this person serves whatever. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Well, that you can't, you, you can't organize like that because everyone just has to keep changing their roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their roles are going to change point. once the maps might change it as well. Do like overcooked. It's good fun. It's good. Stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and stressful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lastly for me, uh, another game that came out at the start of this month uh, was FIFA 22. Mm. Now, well, we've all got this. I'd say, on FIFA 21, there is a marked improvement. There is in terms of defence, that's for sure. Yeah, I yeah, think the think game's of, more, yeah. it's more balanced now. So the, your defenders will like work together to try I and do, break down the attack. I do think it's harder though. Well, I'm only going on clubs. But I do think it's harder to like break through a team. Yeah. Because you've got to change but, your pace and all that. So it's definitely slow paced. The, the problem, yeah, you've you got you to work, work your kind of way around the defence now. You can't yeah. really burst through. I think this is the problem that we have, though. I think this is what's our co-opens at the moment, is that we try and do the through ball all the time and try and speed through the defence, and I don't think you can do that on this. And so I think we just get frustrated a lot because we just keep passing the ball to the opposition. But, yeah, Maybe we need to yeah. work around. Yeah, maybe we need to change tact a bit. Um, yeah. I started my career with Sheffield Wednesday, and um, it's not going too well at the minute. I think I need to change my style of play. Um, is that art imitating life? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm eighth in the division at the minute with 30 games played. And it's not bad. The directors are not happy with me. No. I, be, I pretty much changed the team because I was like, everybody's aging. Everyone's like 30, 33 years old. Like, got to get rid of these old codgers and get some new blood into the team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Aging? Whoa, well, that's, that's not old. How dare you? Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if, let me... In terms of football, it's old. I'll rephrase that. So, sorry. Still disagree. Mark and Matt lumping you both into the same box here. Yeah, these these damn 20-year-olds or 29-year-olds. Anyway, 
but yeah, it's it's good so far. I, I do enjoy the fact that you do have to kind of like work around the defence to try and unlock a gap um, to get in. I do. I think that's better, like a more real to what football is rather than just doing a through ball to absolutely split the defence and then go on to score, which worked so well for us last year. But no, it's it's, it's good so far. I think um, you've set up your own um, club, haven't you, on this one, Mark? Or at least started it. That's something that's new that wasn't in the last game, so you couldn't set your own club up. So mm. that's good. And you can also, even if you if you use a current club that's in the game, you can like, edit the stadium and change the seats and goal colours and all that kind of stuff. So there's quite a bit more in terms of customization in the yeah. career mode, which is nice. Bringing in all those features from FIFA all 20. Yeah. But you'd have to play Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no, you'd have to. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm enjoying pro clubs for you guys. And I think me and well, me and you, Matt, didn't we have a couple of games of co-op as well? Uh, Yes, I think so. Yeah. And that's, that's been okay so far. So, yeah. I mean, we do have the calamitous penalties that we keep giving away on pro clubs for, like, literally touching a player. And, oh, yeah, we did have that one game in heaven oh, yeah. where everything was just fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that, was... that was different. Um, yes, what I'll so... do, actually, after this pod, I'm going to upload it to Instagram so everyone can see it. It was insane. So you guys can see what I can see as well because I think – I don't know that you might have got a better side of it than me, but for me it was literally just – Yeah, it was just a floating page, which was as if all the floodlights in the world had been put on it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, all the, the the actual stadium around the pitch didn't exist. It was just all white. It's just. I feel like yeah, mine it's... was as bad as you as your guys because I could I could still like I could still see the pitch. It wasn't like clear, but it was still enough to be like I could see what was going on. I could, but when the ball was in the air, I kind of lost it. It's like where is where where is that? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Once it got into the air, it was just like whoop. Yeah, never seen that before. But yeah, that was something. Mm. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's all I've been playing. Do you want to finish off for this segment, Matt? Yeah, why not? So, um, I've actually been playing quite a bit, actually, over the last sort of two weeks. So, I'll go through my usual usual two that I've gone through that I normally play on PC. Um, so, you know, Bit of Wreckfest, always fun. Always a good time to crash into other cars. And a bit of Phasmophobia as well. You know, uh, playing on the new sort of anniversary edition that they made, the update they did where they've added a couple of new ghosts, new equipment to use new kind of lighting that they've got so that the game looks a lot nicer than, than it used to that's fun the ghost is still a nuisance shall we say so there's like there was one bit where we like we'd found the room it was in it was in like the the, the hallway of the of the house this so it's like it's just a one one story uh, one floor house of a basement and we found it strange the hallway so we figured that out, and then when a hunt started, I was like, right, I'm going to beam it to to the, to the garage and go into the locker just to hide so he wouldn't find me. Unpredictably, as I'd gone to the laundry room just between the kitchen and the garage, Ghost decided to appear there out of anywhere. Of course it did. So many swear words were used um, when it called me. <laughs> was it so, a big train with spider legs? No, no, it was no. not. If they add that into the game, I'll never play it. <laughs> so that wasn't fun, but the rest, the rest of it was. Um, I always enjoyed playing Phasmophobia. Outside of those, uh, I decided to reinstall um, Black Ops Cold War. 
because I had a bit of a, I suppose, cod itch that I needed scratching. So I've been doing that. Been I, I sort of caught to the tail end of season five, coming into season six of the battle pass and stuff that they do. So I played on I played on the the zombies map that I'd, I'd sort of missed out on since season five came out, which was Mauer du Toten. It seems like most of the maps have a, a du Toten to attach to. So it's playing that is is it's quite well. I don't want to say it's, it's different to every other zombies map. Every zombies map has like a, a gimmick and whatnot, but this one was was quite cool. And that kind of start on the rooftops and you kind of work your way down into the streets. And then in sort of the sewers as well. And then they've got like a, a subway station that you get sort of trains coming in every now and then, which is cool. Like they're all set on fire and full of zombies. So I have to avoid those and that. Um, and then I went through with three other random people, managed to complete the Easter egg in that map, which was cool. It was pretty good. Had like a essentially a boss fight at the end that kind of takes you to different areas of the map. And you sort of take on waves of zombies and special enemies, and then the boss itself as well, which is cool. So that was fun, getting to see sort of more of what the storyline is that they've set up for Cold War. And then going into season six, which came out sort of earlier this week, they released sort of like the final zombies map for the storyline, which was called Forsaken. Been through that, that was quite. That was quite different in terms of that when you start the round, you start an area, you've got a teleport that you have to activate, which cause has like on a timer, but the rounds don't stop. So you'll have like round one and then like 10 seconds later, suddenly round two comes and you'll get essentially swarmed with all the zombies that they can spawn in until you go through the teleporter, in which then it like returns to like a normal round based. You have to kill all the zombies to go to the next round sort of thing. So that was quite different than how they set up, where it was like, oh, the rounds won't stop until you go through the teleport. So you could be like round 20 within like 10 minutes or something, but you'd be swarmed by all sorts of zombies and stuff and not have the proper equipment to fire more if you wanted to. But that was good, uh, and managed to go through the Easter egg on that as well. That was a fun little, little boss fight. You essentially just fight this massive like zombie king thing, which was kind of cool. It was, it was a bit different to what Cold War's introduced, but quite similar to what you've you kind of seen in like black ops three and four in terms of having like a big boss fight basically with it being cold war i imagined it being like a um a mecha zombie stalin or something like that that would have been pretty fun <laughs> um wasn't that world war two or did they do the hitler in world war two no stalin was world war was II. it stalin world war two oh i didn't even know yeah did they do the Hitler? In Did they do the Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> I, they've they've not really. So the zombie storyline doesn't really involve itself within like that kind of side of like they it does kind of start in World War Two, but it's never introduced like oh Hitler was behind the storyline. It's always like a like a offbeat German team that's like working on it and stuff. Although it took me quite a few hours to go through the whole zombie storyline that Treyarch's done so i'm not going to spend that too much on that but no re- really enjoyed for second thing because it's a good send off to the cold war story in which that i think it started kind of okay-ish didn't know where it was really going then by toward the right towards the end it's like wow this is like really gone somewhere and i'd love like i really want to see where it's going to go next so yeah that was fun and using some of the new guns and that there's been 
introduced in like season five and six is cool as well. So there's that. I think like we said we'd be playing a bit of Black Ops 3 Zombies as well. That's uh, Black Ops 3 Zombies is always fun to me. Kind of hope we can get around to playing some more of the experimental maps. Because I think we, we just played on... What was the map called? Can you guys remember? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> something something de Totten. This is always a de Totten. Hitler de Totten. Hitler, Hitler de Totten. There we go. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, well, I want to see if I can get you guys to start playing on the more kind of Maps that, in, that they involve a lot more to it than just kind of going around a theatre and trying not to die. <laughs> so is that because of the last podcast where we started talking about our kind of favourite anime games and whatnot, I decided to give uh, to Ultimate Ninja Storm sort of another go. Because I kind of, I started it and then kind of stopped because I just don't know, I didn't, I didn't understand like the structure of the game and there's stuff like there's fighting bits there's racing bits and there's kind of missions you kind of do outside of kind of the main sort of story and I kind of just like stopped probably about halfway through and just like couldn't it didn't really grasp me properly for some reason but I thought I'd kind of give it another go since so talked about it and Nathan's very passionate about it this time around it finally kind of clicked to me in that outside of story missions there's ranked based uh, ranked based missions where you have to earn mission XP to then be able to kind of unlock like the next mission story mission. So once I understood the structure properly, I was like, okay, I can I can sort of get with it and know what I need to do then to be able to start doing the story stuff. Because I think I was I was doing a lot of the ranked missions and not understanding that it, that's you got to do that to do the story missions then to unlock them. So went through all the game. Played the story, saw that I was like about 75% through the trophies once I'd done that. So I thought, well, <laughs> I might as well try and complete the 25%. Mr. Yeah, virtually almost there. And I got a new platinum trophy. <laughs> so that's to add to all the earlier ones in the year. There's been a rut between like March and in October. I've not had a plan in between, so I've stopped. <laughs> I think My Sony. <laughs> I think Sony should start sending actual platinum trophies to people when you earn one. That'd be good. Cool. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if not, um, at least just like a little letter or something that says congratulations on getting a platinum in this game. Sort of trophy. It doesn't have to be made a platinum, but just a little trophy. Actual physical. It'd be like yeah, what I'd YouTube does for um, people. The get subscriber to, like, count. Subscribers, they get like plaques of, of stuff. Yeah, it is a trophy. It's a small one, but you know, make it, make it our metal. I can. Yes, I got through that, and maybe well, I'd, I want to start the uh, the second neuro game at some point. That's when it gets good. That's when it gets good. Hopefully, yeah. just start to mess around with the missions as much. Yeah, I do think the actual like traversal, uh, the traversing of the Kanaha village is a bit clunky. I think. I think Ubisoft did a bad job in their in their Naruto games, if I'm perfectly honest. But it's alright. The fine's still still pretty good. There's a lot of strategy to it and what you should use, when to block and all that stuff. So that was cool. Moving over to my Switch to give it a bit of love because I've not really touched in quite some time. Not like that. <laughs> uh, I went back, did did some Mario Tennis Aces because uh, I like my tennis games. I think. Mario Tennis Ace is a, is a pretty good one. 
funny story. I like doing the online tournaments. So obviously playing against other people, though it's very kind of barren at this point. I don't know many people that probably play it still. <laughs> so uh went into a tournament playing as Peach. I think I beat, so you've got to go round one, then like a semi-final, then a final, pretty much. It's, it's very kind of fast. Like you don't have to wait too too long to get to a final. So I kind of, I beat the first person in round one, lost to uh, lost to a guy in my semi-final. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll start again. So I went with Yoshi instead. Beat my round one guy, beat my semi-final guy, and then the final, I played the guy who beat me in the, in the semi-final. He'd like not completed his tournament. So he was still in the same tournament. They'd already beat me in like his semi-final. And now I was playing him in the final which is very strange. I've never seen that before. And then I beat him in the final. <laughs> so I, I sort of felt rage. bad for him. Uh, <laughs> I sort of felt bad, but I was like, oh, I got my vengeance. So, you know, I was uh, I was quite happy with that. <laughs> uh, so that was a little funny story in that one. Other than that, two more games that I've been playing. So I played, I played one in preparation for the other that came out on Friday. So if you've got... Nintendo sort of Switch online membership. You can get access to obviously, you know, NES classic games and SNES Super Nintendo. So in preparation for Friday, I wanted to play a little bit of Super Metroid, uh, which is a classic for Super Nintendo. Um, if you've never played a Metroid game, it's pretty much sort of a 2D side-scrolling exploration kind of game where you play as uh, as Samus Aran and you kind of go through essentially just a massive map game sort of upgrades shooting down enemies killing bosses and then you know upgrade certain upgrades then give you access to other areas of the map that might have been previously sort of you know closed out from you um because you didn't have those abilities it's a classic you know genre that i think metroid's made famous and i think also with castlevania their games which is why the genre is now known as metroidvania strangely enough weird people but you know it's uh i've never completed super metro i've never really gone far in it um so i was trying to get sort of as far as i could before friday for which then the new game in the metroid series came out which was metroid dread and i've got to say i i'm really really enjoying this one like it's making me wish kind of i'd gotten into the metroid games sooner because like this one like the game gameplay is just really smooth and like very responsive and then like the running feels good being able to jump grab ledges and that the shooting feels good being able to shoot freely you can like stand in place and kind of shoot in a 360 degree however you want it's cool everything just feels satisfying to play like being able to slide which is kind of like a new mechanic they've introduced i think it's a really cool mechanic for metroid it's just got that classic formula of, you know, you can't go here, you need an ability, get it somewhere else. And then now you've unlocked, unlocked place, you unlock more of the areas that you've been in and stuff. It's, um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Like, I don't know, I've not got too far into it. I've like, I've got three areas unlocked. And at the moment I'm working to try and get to the surface of the planet to get back to my ship. And I've already taken on one boss, which is, which is quite it was interesting to play in the mechanics of like the boss or like how the boss would 
have certain attacks you have to dodge and then use like rockets or at one point it turns invisible so you've got to like work out where it is and then it's got a glowy weak point you got to shoot at to be able to take it down but i think the best thing that this game's introduced for metroid is the the emmy robots that were introduced into this game so like each area has like what are called patrol uh, sub patrol areas for where this emmy will patrol around and won't leave but once you go into it you have to essentially be careful of like getting into the emmy site otherwise you go into then like a pursuit mode where it will just chase you to the ends of the earth to try and like essentially kill you and like no weapons can like damage it or anything until you get until you find like this central unit thing in which in case then you can like upgrade your arm cannon to be able to sort of take it out but until that point like you can't you can't really stop it um and if it catches you you've got two you've got two quick moments um, to be able to counter it, otherwise it ends up killing you. You have to like go back to sort of the previous checkpoint that you got to, which is usually like just outside the ME patrol area. But it really adds a lot of, I suppose, like tension to the game once you're in that area. Like you have to be, well, basically careful and cautious about what you're doing in those areas because it can detect sort of sounds and that that what you're doing. So pretty much wherever you're walking, if you shoot, it'll wherever it was, it will sort of come to that area. It really kind of reminds me of the mechanic that was in Resident Evil 2 Remake with Mr. X. They're like, if you make sort of certain, well, not certain sounds, if you make sort of any sound, like shooting, or if you start sprinting, it will sort of alert the AI for the Mr. X kind of come into that area and sort of look at like what's been going on in effect. Um, it's really good. Really, really enjoy that kind of moments of just fearing for my life <laughs> in in that point. But no, really, really enjoying it so far. I'm currently stuck. I will admit that I'm currently stuck. I've like gotten a, a upgrade that I know I need to use somewhere, and I'm just at the moment I'm just I'm completely lost as to where I need to be going. Yeah. But I'm sure I'll figure it out at some point. I'm sure it's it's not too difficult to work out what I'm meant to be doing. <laughs> I've got a question. I'm not normally into stealth games. Taking that aside, would do you think it's still worth me playing it? Do you think it's balanced enough for me to be able to enjoy it still? I think so. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't call Metroid Dread as much of a stealth game. Like you do at one point unlock um sort of like a, a, a like a, a cloak in which you can use then to go invisible. Um, so you can sort of avoid the ME through that way, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call those moments really sort of any stealth because it's like for the most part what you do is mostly kind of just running away. There's no kind of stealth involved. It it doesn't take too long to get out of the line of sight of the ME. It's like once you've kind of gone away enough, um, the pursuit uh, mode stops and then you can sort of continue doing what you pretty much doing but the area is the areas that they patrol is built in a way that you can escape the line of sight pretty easily enough but each emmy that you run into has like an upgraded sort of ability or it adapts to kind of what you did previous with another emmy 
so the moment um the one in the lace area that i'm in is is pretty quick so i've got to like really kind of use the the vents and and sort of the the morph ball mode that means kind of get away from it and stuff so it's interesting it's uh I, i'm enjoying those parts of it and if you like exploration sci-fi stories if you like aliens basically you'll probably like samus because i think it was it was kind of born from that inspiration so yeah sounds good all right should we uh should we, should we move on to the hall of fame lads yeah we shall so this is where we take an in-depth look at a game of high quality or historical importance and induct it into a pantheon of games we feel deserve special recognition. Inducting this episode was released in 2009 for the PS3, Xbox 360 and PC. Developed by Rocksteady Studios and published by IDOS Interactive and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, it's Batman Arkham Asylum. Woo. This is a cracking game. It is. Can, when this came out, I can't believe how good this was. It was just like unlike any superhero game we'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I diff- mean, since then, you know, we've had arguably better superhero games, some Batman, other superheroes as well, not naming names. But for the time it was released, it was just astonishing. Of Oh, yeah. I think it's it's a credit to how much, how seriously they took the source material, I think. It does feel like you're living a graphic novel. Mm, mm, or you're mm. playing through a graphic novel at least <laughs> but anyway if you don't know what Batman Arkham Simon is you can't grasp it from the title uh, so the premise is basically that the Joker has been apprehended by Batman and he's been transferred to Arkham Asylum however he managed to escape custody takes over the asylum and releases the inmates along the way and basically Batman has to try and bring the, the asylum back under control and mm. you capture the Joker so do you remember the first time you played this what was the only thing that stood out for you I mean I, th- I think what well, probably might have to first touch on is the combat. The combat system is yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, it's really satisfying when you're taking enemies down. Um, I would put one critique against it is that when you do like a finishing move, when it goes into slow motion, you can hit them in like the side of the arm and they'll still go down as if you'd hit them in the head. That's a bit weird. You'd be Batman, aren't you? So, you know. Oh, Batman can do well, that. Uh, Pressure uh, points. Exactly. There we go. Pressure he knows what he's doing. <laughs> but just the free flow combat system, that's. Hmm. It's just such a... I think it was different from most combat systems we'd ever seen before, weren't it? Yeah. The fluidity and simplicity of it. It was very very reminiscent of um, Assassin's Creed, I think. But Mm. there there was just just more more of a fluidity to it, it, I think, like I said. It was just, you know, you press attack, you go to one guy, you you know, if you point... To another guy, you press attack. Batman just flips over to him and punches him. Uh, it just it felt empowering and, and counter really made you feel like oh the counter system, counter system was really good as well. Yeah. I mean, the way it managed to do specific animations based on what's say say someone's swinging a pipe at you, and you just managed yeah, to catch the pipe and like then elbow him in the face. Yeah. yeah, it just felt so fluid. It's oh it's wonderful. Crunchy as well. I think that like the, the all the punches, yeah. Well, I, you know, I like the sound effects. It's like yeah. you feel like the power when you're actually punching them, like beating yeah. the heck out of these meatheads. There's no power, powers in this one, is there? 
That would have been cool though. It's like a little little extra. You could like yeah, watch a couple toggle of it on. You just like you hit someone. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, it does flow really well though. I'd liken it to um, Spider-Man. I know this yeah, was clearly Spider-Man. This was pretty much a decade yeah. before, but it um, it's pretty much it is the same. Like as you go from enemy to enemy, evading and then jumping over certain ones if they've got like the um, the like. I don't know what it is the electric like castle prod style thing because yeah, you've got yeah. to deal with them in a different way. You can't mm. attack them head on, otherwise yeah, eventually yeah. they will kill you. You've got to flip over them, surprise them, and then attack them from behind kind of thing. So I do think there's a good variation of enemies as you traverse the asylum, which is really good. When I first started playing Spider-Man, I, I was mashing triangle to try and counter, but it's circling Spider-Man, isn't it? Is that, yeah. <laughs> that I was going to say, I think for me, the first thing that I noticed within the game was immediately like the voice cast yes like i i absolutely adore um, they really went all out with us yeah i adore um kevin kevin conroy uh, kevin conroy that's it as batman obviously from he voiced batman in the animated series and stuff mm-hmm. and then i think like the, the best thing they could have done was get mark hamill in to yeah. to repraise jota because he's absolutely mm-hmm. just at his best in this game i think he's such a wonderful Joker, I don't think anyone can like copy his laugh at all. Yeah. So. I was going to try them, but I'm not. Gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best not. Yeah. And they got I mean, um, is it Ali Sorkin? It's Harley Quinn as well. Yes. Yeah, the original as well. She came back for that. It was good. It was good that they got the like the original animated cast back in for this one. I think it really added to the um to the whole package. Yeah. It made it feel legitimate, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So what were you saying then? I was going to say, like, I, I think Mark Hamill, for me, does stole the show with his portrayal of the Joker, which is so funny. Like, all the little comments. There's a particular comment in um, that I really enjoyed that actually made me laugh for about two minutes. I had to pause the game because <laughs> I, was, I was shell-shocked when he said it, and then it actually got me thinking about it. Um, so... I'll repeat, I'm not going to try the voice because I'd just absolutely butcher it. <laughs> so he says, tell me, Bats, what are you really scared of? Failing to save this cesspool of a city, not finding the commissioner in time, me in a thong. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then I just imagined this bony joker in a thong. And I'm like, ooh. And then I had to pause the game. <laughs> but that, for me, was absolutely hilarious. I'd say when you're going around, oh, the, the constant... Anyone see the big bad bat? He may look like an idiot and talk like an idiot, but don't like that for you. He really is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. I love those tiny announcements. What do you think of the interview tapes? Did you click the interview tapes? I think they're really interesting. They, they give you a lot of backstory, didn't they? To a lot of characters. Because let's be honest, they tried they fit quite a few characters into the game, didn't they? So mm, yeah. you got to try and ex- do exposition for the characters somewhere aren't you? but these these interviews really good they, they reminded me of the um the the stuff that you found in in bioshock it was, it was very yes like, yeah, headquarters. yeah. Mm. just really helped build the story and the characters yeah. and there's one there's one particular one for the riddler and he's yeah he's, he's talking to dr penelope young here he says what is it that walks on four legs then two legs and finally three legs penelope says a human being as a baby it crawls on four legs as an adult it walks on two and in later years it uses a cane Good try, but the answer to all three is, uh, is a baby. 
True, it crawls on full, or it crawls on all fours, but cut off its legs and it can wiggle on two limbs. Give it a crutch, it can hobble, hobble around on three, you see? That's horrible. How could you even joke about that? Easily, Doctor. It's not my baby. Um, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I remember that one, yeah. Some of them are pretty grim. It's like Victor Sars one's pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just a strange Psycho. dude. Yeah. yeah. So like, see, it, 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 you get five interview tapes for each person, don't you? And it does seem like along the way, this is sort of telling the story. Which yeah, quite... it's building them. Yeah. I think that touches on something else, just what a collectathon this game is. Just mm. all the Riddler's stuff that oh, you've got to try and find. Yeah. And um, all the Amadeus Arkham oh, you like, Amadeus tablets. Arkham. Yeah. I mean, that, that they is were really... They, they were weird, yeah. I mean, I've not got them all just yet, but I do want to go and collect them all at some point. Mm. I have to say, one thing about this game is it's one of only three games of this Arkham City and GTA V. It's the only game... The only games that I've 100 percented twice. Twice? Wow. Well, I don't mm. even know what to. Just because I loved it so much. Mm. But those Riddler trophies, they, they are some are a bit odd. It's just like in walls that you have to pull down, like on roofs. And it's just like, how did the Riddler get that there? Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's no way he went and put that there. He's got connections. He's a, he's a yeah, connections. weird dude. Yeah. Also, like the um, detective mode. Oh, that's quite cool. Detective mode was really, really good. I, th- I think that's one good thing about the changing the, the aspect of the game itself is that previous Batman games is just doing the fighting, you just beating yeah, people. Yeah. Whereas this, you've actually got the proper world's greatest detective stuff going on. Mm. And that way, you're like doing the scanning and following trails yeah. and that kind of thing. Or... I, I think if if I did have one little criticism on the detective mode is that I think, and this might be just me personally, but I did over rely on it probably a lot when it came to so do you know the, the so i suppose the 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 hold rooms where you have to clear out so sort of the enemies before you could sort of continue yeah i, I do think well like, like the stealth takedown bits yeah the stealth takedown sections yeah. so i think a lot like up like a lot of the room that you're in i probably wouldn't recognize outside of like the detective <laughs> mode because i was yeah. so reliant on yeah i, I yeah. just everything was just blue for me like <laughs> I kept doing that quite a lot when I was fighting. So I'd be fighting people and, and I'd sometimes just switch it over to switch, the, switch it over to detective mode using L1. And I'd just fight using that because you can see him coming towards you. Well, you get warned when people come towards you anyway with the, with the, with the bat sense. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the gadgets? There's some cool gadgets in it. Mm. I think I enjoyed all of them. I yeah, quite they like are the, cool. I quite like the zip wire one. That's pretty cool. I mean, the good thing about that 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 is the the gadgets is that it it did well to close you off from other parts of the game. Yeah, so it is worth it going back to certain sections that you couldn't couldn't get to at the yeah. at, like at the start. It's um, when it, you're clearing up the the riddle of trophies and all that, you're going to need yeah. all the gadgets. Well, it's, it's it's very much a classic take on a on the Metroidvania genre. <laughs> the electric ge- uh, electric gel, explosive gel. That's quite. Cool. I like how he always doodled a bat symbol. Oh yeah, I was always yeah. Like, why is it always in a bat symbol? Could just just make a blob, mate. Just, just make a blob. <laughs> yeah, it'd be just as effective. Why? Did you know to record the sound for that they actually used a kind of whipped cream? I'm surprised. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 was one of my favourite um, kind of add-ons. I did like the batarang though. 
like I, it did help me a lot in like people if there are a few people with like guns i'd knock a couple of them out yeah, like fly them. down and then knock them out quickly and then move on to the rest that was pretty useful i wish i'd use the sonic battering or you mm. know one that does that just like a yeah. ping sound isn't it and then it draws someone near it yeah it draws people near this, think, this think, seems to be like the least used probably one i think i think it's because whenever i used it the person i didn't want it to go to it always went to it like, <laughs> it's never the nearest one is it it's always like the random guy just like oh for god's sake i'd, I'd say I, what was really satisfying in the game is the um the inverted takedowns There's i really some... enjoyed doing them hey they're let just, me down <laughs> they're just like how you imagine batman would do it you know you, yeah. you always see like in comics or stuff how they would, they would sort of take down in the in the night and stuff so they, they were fun it's good when then, then another bloke walks underneath them and then you cut the rope so there's four yeah you just cut the rope and just knocks them out as well like, yeah. that's fine so some of the villains then so what was your did you have a favorite villain in it i mean well your first major one you come across is uh victor sars isn't it yeah he's pretty easy um because all you have to do is stealth around him and then and then float down and kick him. I think that I was I always thought that that initial takedown just didn't make sense because it was like, all right, you, you're above him on the gargoyles, and then you go to like obviously glide sort of behind him. It's like surely he would notice notice you coming above him. <laughs> I think you could probably say that for quite a lot of the game actually. Probably yeah. You think the henchman might learn, wouldn't you? So he always sees <laughs> up, up there. Well, they're all crazy, aren't they? Yeah, so you've got to. Crazy dude though. And then there's a Bane. Uh, yeah, That's I think I think Bane was next because he's he's kind of hooked up. So this uh, Doctor Young has been taking Venom, uh, been taking yeah Venom out of Bane. Yeah. She's been trying to develop this Titan project, which is what Joker's trying to get his hands on. Mhm. And then he gets released. And then you have a fight with him, don't you, in this sewer area thing bit. Mhm. One criticism I'm going to give about the game is that, do you know when you play, you're fighting these, um, you obviously you have these Titan henchmen as well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah these bosses feel a bit same when you, when you fight these, and together with Bane, it's just a case of, they run towards it, you throw a batarang, they smack it to a wall, and then you hit them a few times. Yeah. I mean, with the, um, when you fought the two um, people yeah, two that was like two times, so when you could fight them against each other kind of thing, that was... Yeah, that you start up order. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Use them to slap each other. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do agree. Like, it was a bit samey in terms of the, the boss battles. I think, but Poison Ivy a bit different. But Yeah, Poison Ivy battle was different. Poison Ivy was different, yeah. That was an interesting one. I'd probably, I'd probably say one of, one of mine that I enjoyed the most was probably the Killer Croc section. Yeah, that Croc's lair. That is, back, back then, that, that was scary. I didn't like that. that was, yeah, that was very horror specific. I think it's just, it's just like it was all very because basically you had to go around on these. I want to say rafts, but it's not. That's, I know that's not the right word. Like mm. these floating platforms, don't you? Yeah. You have to try and be as quiet and slow as possible. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to find these uh, plant spores, aren't you? Which are for the mm-hmm. antidote. Yep. But then it's just like also quiet. It's silly. It just jumps out. It's just like the music comes on as well. It's like ah. Yeah. And then you're looking it's around. Like, Which way is it going? You have to quickly get your battery down. Like Speaking of horror elements, um, what did you guys think of the scarecrow bits? This was the oh, gold standard. They, they were like the best parts, easy. Loved them. So it's, I think it first starts off when you get into a lift, isn't it? And then yeah. you, get, you get gas. You can always tell because you start, Batman starts coughing. Don't, don't you, you can see yourself. 
and then you, you go through an event, don't you? And then you find Gordon get dragged off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's there, dead. You're like, oh, no, I'm too late. Gordon's dead. Yeah, you tell an oracle like that you're sorry that yeah. her father's died. And then she's sounding all weird on radio. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the morgue. This bit was the Yeah, like, like when, was, when they yeah. start shouts at you, like, go you're back. You're supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you're not meant to be here. Then you go back out and then you're back in the morgue. It's like, uh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was that was cool. At that section, I, I stood there for a good solid two minutes in the middle of the room waiting for something to happen. Like, if you're going to come, <laughs> come. And they're like, maybe I should listen to him. I will I will get out of here. And then, yeah, yeah back in the morgue. Yeah, I went back in. And then um, so you want to do the two point. body bags, yeah. So it's Bruce Wayne's parents. And then you open the third one, then Scarecrow just has to jump in your face. Yeah. It's like, ah. And then it's like the, um, it moves on to the platforming section, yeah, which I think was a nice change of pace, to be honest. Mm. Something yeah, a bit different. The whole, the whole side-scrolling thing made it feel like an old-school like Batman game that I played like, back on Commodore 64 or somewhere. Mm. Side scrolling, jumping about, and all that. There we go. So basically, you just had to avoid Scarecrow staring at you. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the end bits of that, where he just shone the light in his face, though. I don't know yeah. what that was all about, but. <laughs> well, blinds him. <laughs> well, yeah, he's just a bit random. Mm. Yeah. It's Stone Batman, what do you expect? Well, yeah, true. And then the second one, I think it's when you've just come out of the library, aren't you? So Dr. Young yeah. is hidden the, the formula in the library. And then as you leave, Batman starts coughing again, unsurprisingly. And this is when you're walking through the corridor and... The endless corridor. Oh, yeah, the long hallway. And you, you're getting a voiceover of the night of his parents' murder, where they, yeah. come, out, they come out of the theatre or the cinema or wherever it is. Yeah. And then, obviously, they get killed. And then it does that, fla- it does that really cool bit where it flashes and they're laying on the floor. But then, like, the young... You, you turn into young Bruce Wayne, don't you? Yeah. He, uh, like crouched over their body, and then the bat symbol gets projected over. That looks pretty cool. As a, as a symbol, that looks really good. Mm. And I think after that bit, start, Gordon starts talking, doesn't he? Is that how he he may be rich, but you know he's he's lost his family and all that? Because I think yeah, the, that's the it. Cop in it as well. Yeah, it's like Gordon has with young Bruce. He's rich, I'm sure he'll be fine or something like that. That's what yeah. he's saying. Yeah. I guess that 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 helps show the developing story between him and. Gordon, doesn't it? Yeah. And then the 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 coup de gras, the scarecrow, was the third bit. Oh, this this was so good. I didn't like this. <laughs> this was so damn good. So you're walking I through this corridor, <laughs> and then the game just starts glitching and crashing. It's just like you think your game's crashed. It's just it, it was so well done. Uh, but yeah, and then it looks like the game restarts, doesn't it? So you go back yeah, to the very beginning like of the game. Beginning of the, yeah, the first, cause... But you can tell, if you look carefully, you can see certain things are wrong, can't you? Mm-hmm. It's like, obviously the bat symbol starts at the, at the beginning, and then in, in this one it's like scared, It's like a pumpkin face, isn't it? I think. Yeah. yeah. And then in the beginning it's Joker driving Batman to the asylum. <laughs> yeah. And then you're controlling Joker as you're walking through the, the beginning bit. Mm-hmm. Batman strapped so up. Batman strapped up, yeah. And then you end up going first person as Batman. Yeah. I think Scarecrow, Harley. I say I can't remember what they say. And then Joker shoots you, doesn't he? He just says, shoots you. 
and, and it says, oh, I remember, I remember it says on the game over screen, it said, uh, avoid Joker's shot by moving the middle stick. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And then obviously you have to restart, and that's when it, it, the game carries on. Yeah. That's one thing actually that was really good was like when you do die, the taunts that the enemies give you when yeah the, um, the death animations were they were brilliant. I loved every single one because it'd be like depending on which area of the game you are, it would be tied to like that villain. Yeah, yeah. So it's cocky's like I've got your scent, Batman. Oh, then he did the actual nightfall bit, didn't he? Where he grabbed Batman and snapped his back. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's Bane. Sorry. Bane. Yeah, that was Bane. Yeah. Yeah. But they were good. Because it seems like they actually thought about these death bits. Because they carried on in the other games, didn't they? They were cool. What do we all think of um, Arkham Island itself, like in terms of the aesthetic? I think it gothic. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Was... Really caught cool, the like Batman aesthetic of like gothic kind of architecture and stuff. Yeah, I think they did the right day by like separating the buildings out and having some open areas. Yeah. 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 Like when I first went into like the open area bit, I was like, this place is absolutely vast. But I like how they introduce certain buildings to you and you explore them and then yeah. it 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 becomes a bit smaller in effect because you know what buildings what and mm. it can become a bit of a labyrinth at times though, when you insert buildings. For instance, yeah. you have to like go up I know there's one building where you have to go up the lift shaft, don't you? You have to climb your way up it. And that kind of yeah. Thing. And that could take yeah. a bit of time. That that took a while, yeah. I did get lost in the botanical gardens at one point um, because, well, there's foliage pretty much everywhere and I went into the wrong room a couple of times. But, yeah, apart from that, I didn't get lost too much, I don't think. One thing I did find really odd is the Batcave. I found that a really odd addition. What, the fact that it was oh, there? Why just had a Batcave. Like, I know they, they factored it into the plot saying, oh, I, just in case anything happened. <laughs> I built this back built here. it. Yeah. Moving surprise oh, well, It's just a bit <laughs> a bit out there, isn't it? It's a bit convenient. I just whacked a back game in there, but fair enough. One thing that I were really upset about is um when Bane comes back, um you program the Batmobile to come and crash into him and he yes, goes he into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I like, no, wanted to drive you. Oh, what about the um the Easter egg? The warden's office. Well, the one that took a whole year and the devs to tell people where it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was so hidden. <laughs> I've not seen this. Have you not seen it? Okay. Yeah, so, so basically... Oh, go on. You. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So there's there's a, se- a se- there's a section sort of, I think, before the warden's office. It's just around that area. Uh, there's a specific wall where in a... It's, in a, it's in the warden's office, but it's like a little step yeah. area. Yeah, it's sort of just before that, I think, on the right side, there's like an open wall section, basically. You have to, I think you have to, you have to put the explosive spray on a specific point three times, I think. Yeah, yeah, you have to use all three. Yeah. You have to use all three. It's a very specific point. Like, if you get it slightly wrong, it'll not work. Um, you blow it up and it blows kind of sort of the section of the wall open to this this room that was not on the map anywhere whatsoever and in there on the walls are sort of blueprints for uh, a design for Arkham City basically showing you kind of concept art for the next game that they were planning but like no one no one found this easter egg 
for like a whole year and it took I forgot which developer it was, but it basically came out on Twitter. It was like, yeah, uh, we've got this thing in the game that if you do, like, no one's found it. <laughs> uh, but it's brilliant once you, once you actually go into the room, like I did it in my game afterwards. Um, it's cool seeing seeing all the, the ideas that they got for the game. Like they had already planned this game before, like um, even completing Ark Masan. Must be confident, huh? Well, saying that, it's an Easter egg, isn't it? So, oh, this is what the next game could have been if we sold really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You could have put your hands in your pockets. This is what you could have had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great though. They 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 were clearly confident enough to be like, yeah, this this is where we want to go with the next game. Really cool. I do like a lot of the stuff, like when it came to Easter eggs in the game, because there's stuff like there's the uh, the cell of Calendar Man. Who's in there? Yeah, because I think a lot of these things is like tied into Riddler trophies, aren't they? Well, Riddler challenge. Yeah, there, there's one. Yeah, there's one trophy that's dedicated to I think he sells or something. Is that the one with just all the paper? Yeah, that's all it the posts, be, yeah, and notes, and yeah, stuff yeah. on the. Um, and then I think there's uh, there's the cell of Cal Croc as well. I think there's Harvey Dent one. Yep. Uh, there's one for. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, the one for Kill Croc where you see sort of dead. I think there's dead bodies in there or something like that. Probably it's Croc. So, yeah. It is Croc. There was a hidden room for Scarecrow as well, wasn't there? You find this because it wasn't a cell. It was a, you know the lift shaft that Harley destroys. Yeah. At the very bottom, there's like a hidden room where and that's where Scarecrow hides. It's just like full of hay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's one for the Riddler as well, really early on that you can find. It's just black. Like uh, question marks all over. Of course, of course it is. Of course. Funnily enough, I was actually reading. Uh, I was watching a sort of a, a did you know kind of video that was on the game. Apparently, early on in 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 the um, development of the game, Riddler's room with the question marks, they were actually going to be in blood. Oh really? Um, thought until they were like, yeah, they were like, mm, we need to get this game's written down potentially. So. I think uh, it was still an 18, just, though, wasn't it? Just say it's repaint. Just say it's repaint. I don't think it was 18. Um, was it 13? No, it wasn't, it wasn't 18. I would say it went. There isn't any real violence or anything. Like, when you'd be able to focus on, like, blood or anything that came out. That would have been cool. Just crunching but, bones, then. Crunching bones. <laughs> well, you see plenty of those broken stuff. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Arkham Knight's an 18. Sorry. Oh, I thought Arkham Knight would have been an 18. It's... it's got some scary stuff in it. Alchemite. It's quite big on the Oh, yeah. Space. No, it does, yeah. Yeah, it's 16. And over for Asylum. So, in the end, you fight Joker on this rooftop, don't you? And he's injecting himself with the Titan. Yeah. I think Joker looked really cool in this form. Like, with this, like, green mohawk kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty nifty. I, I like the design. Um, I wasn't too fussed about the whole fight itself. It's very reminiscent of kind of the, the Bane stuff and that. Yeah, I mean, I think the only difference is that you, you, you I was going to say you pulled him off then, but that's. <laughs> that <seems wrong. laughs> you grapple him off. Hey, the, whatever uh, it takes to save Gotham, got to do it. <laughs> yeah, you grapple him off the, the bit. Yeah, and then you just yeah, off him. the roof, and then you just punch his face. In. I think the the end does feel very anticlimactic. I'll give it that. Yeah, for everything that you've gone so that, through. So that yeah. after you've done that, it's just like, oh yeah, we've taken, we've we've cleaned the the asylum. Oh, hi Jim, it's it's. Hope you're doing well. Right, see you later. Bye. 
and then he gra- grapples up and that's it, it and yeah, game's end. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I, I do like the whole um, look of, like, as you progress through the the game, how sort of wear and tear sort of Batman goes through. Like, it's, yeah. it's just absolutely in shreds by the time, by the end of it. Um, Apparently it took one of the developers over two years to, like, get the flowing cape. Right. Yeah, yeah, he worked, heard that. Yeah, he worked years, on it for yeah. two years. So like mm. over. Imagine someone came out and scrapped. It's a beautiful kid. Fool. <laughs> but do you know how long it development of this game took? It's twenty-one months. Wow. Which isn't long at all, is it? When development started, there were only, two years, there were only forty developers, and then by the end there were sixty. So yeah. that many people in twenty-one months. It's amazing what they could. Well, they did, I think. Yeah. Like, about two years after that was uh, City, weren't it? So, mm. impressive stuff. Churning them out, yeah. Mm. Mm. But, you know, um, Manata was supposed to be in this, in Asylum. I don't know, he ended up turning up in City. But there was going to be a bit where... Oh, Manhattan, yeah. Yeah, so he was going to be like a hedge maze. So Poison Ivy apparently was going to be like controlling a mage haze kind of thing. But then you'd be going through that, and you'd find Manhattan in the middle having a tea party. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think they cut, they cut that out because it didn't really fit the story. But that would have been interesting. But as I say, he turns up in City anyway. Say, how how do you get a, a hedge maze on the island? <laughs> that's, well, that's the thing, isn't it? I think I read as well that you wanted to get I, um, Iceman in as well. Uh, Mr. Freeze. Freeze! Freeze! He's coming! Let's but, get Arnie in there. Because, like, there's the... So the the section where you you fight um, Harley Quinn in and then put her in his cell, her cell. There's a yeah, cell next to her that's yeah, it's full of ice. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a little nod to like, hey, this is this is where Freeze was. So. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think it was probably pretty stacked in terms of enemies anyway. So it's I think it's good that they maybe held back on a few. Well, yeah. Because they had a lot for City, though, didn't they? They did do a lot for City. A lot for City. But it's good that they managed to kind of, I suppose, restrain in that in that sense of like they could have had anyone in Arkham Asylum really. But I think I, the choices that they had were were good. I think. I guess that was the benefit of being in the asylum, isn't it? Is that you could just throw anyone you wanted in there, mm. basically, couldn't you? No, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they held off on a lot of villains because they could have quite easily put a lot of other famous villains in there. They could they could have anyone really. I mean, you look at Batman's you know, rogue gallery and you could just throw a dart and pick anyone really. But gotta save save some for the next game, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and they did that very well. City was amazing. City was good. Yeah. I think it was very good. I, I do think Origins is a bit underrated in terms yeah. of the the reception. Origins got. was very good. It just had a few bugs. Yeah. And maybe it just didn't have quite the quality control of the box steady ones. But they definitely mm. it definitely was not a bad game. No, and no. I disagree with anyone who thinks it was. I think it's got some of the better boss fights. Boss fights, yep. Yeah, really good. I think so the Bane fight is much better. Joker was interesting. And obviously we ended with, with Arkham Knight. I think, uh, I think perhaps um, everyone's weaker one of the series. I still pretend I really enjoyed it. I, I still liked the Batmobile. But... <laughs> I did. It was just overused. That's the problem. Yeah. It's like we've got this amazing Batmobile slash tank thing. We've just got to try and shoehorn it. I mean, you you shot the robots. Yeah, we've got to try and (laughs) shoehorn it into a lot of things and that. It's just just a bit too much. 
I think it was it's just the the Riddler race tracks that was the issue for me. I don't mind using the Batmobile and the traps per se. Yeah. It's the where do you get the money and the time to build all these underground race tracks? What's going on? <laughs> and the, yeah. Oh, he's got all those robots. So. Anyway, we're digressing. Yeah. <laughs> but should we finish off with some fun facts? Go on then. Ooh, just just oh, before, because obviously as as the game ends, there was a bit of a. Oh, the, I suppose yeah. a tease. The post. Yes. Post end scene. scene. Um, I no, know for you, Nathan. I think you said you you're not quite completed yet, so you've not got your version of this. But I was interested to know, like I suppose between me and Mark, who whose hand came up to reach for the briefcase. Yes. Because it was, it was different. I don't know what Apparently, actually makes it different. But I on my two playthroughs, I only got the same one. Okay. Who um, would you... And, Scarecrow. Yeah, I think I got Scarecrow the first time, and then when I completed the second time, I ended up getting Bane, I think. Was it Bane? No, I think it was Killer Croc, sorry. Well, funnily enough, when I watched through the cutscenes, because no, yeah, I'm not true. at the very end, the one that I saw was Bane. It was Bane? I don't know what triggers it, that's the thing. But that's what that's I it. I don't know. I don't know what it. actually triggers because I think there is three. Because yeah, Bane ends up in the yeah. sea, and then Scarecrow and Croc ticks themselves yeah. into it. So, but I don't know which one's actually like the confirmed canon one. I think it's the Scarecrow one because that kind of makes this... sense when you come to Arkham Knight, doesn't it? That makes more sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And plus, in Arkham City, there's an Easter egg on a boat, isn't there? Like a Scarecrow bit. Yeah, that was that was actually quite quite scary as well. Because then there's a jump scare in there when you yeah, get to yeah, it's a bloke in the chair at the end. Yeah, it's yeah. when you zoom in. Idiot. Uh... <laughs> we'll have to find out about that. See what triggers it. Yeah, I don't know what triggers that kind of thing. So that's a fun fact for you. So uh, there's going to be a Nintendo Wii version. I know there was there a Wii U version of this. Uh, there was of Arkham City. Oh, right. It was called the. Uh, was it Arm- Armored Edition? So this would have been developed by Red Fly Studios, but it was canned. Nintendo Wii, that would have been an interesting one. It would have been. The Wii, with the Wii control. Yeah. Not only that, the Wii was pretty it's much a, a repackaged GameCube, so I don't think the graphics would have been you got to, like, move, yeah, move it around. <laughs> and the anti-pirate, they had an anti-piracy measure. Yeah, I read this, yeah. yeah. This was so, when there was an illegal copy of the game played, Batman's cape will open and close whenever he's flying. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't <laughs> glide properly. Yeah, so that made certain tasks unachievable and you couldn't complete the game. Which is a really clever way. Yeah, it's, good, it's it was funny. Oh, I'd have to see if I could if I could try and bring it up because there was apparently on on the the forums for I think it was EDOS there was someone who who um, made a post about it like oh this game's broken like I can't glide <laughs> yeah. properly. And Why can't you fly properly? Yeah, I think one of the developers kind of replied back to him on it. So there was a player on the EDOS forum that came out saying, Hi, I've got a problem when it's time to use Batman's Glide in the game. When I hold spacebar, like it's said to jump from one platform to another, Batman tries to open his wings again and again instead of gliding. So he fell, he fails, this is his spell, he fails down in a poisoning gas. <laughs> If somebody could tell, with one L, me, uh, what I should do there. Get good. So the, uh, so an admin came onto the forum post and said, uh, the problem you have encountered is a hook in the copy protection. 
to catch out people who try and download cracked versions of the game for free. Bear in mind, apparently this was 10 days before the game actually came out that this guy <laughs> <What>? posted. <laughs> well, that's uh, <laughs> So he says that, yeah, so it's an issue with the cracked version of the game. Then he says, it's not a bug in the game's code, it's a bug in your moral code. <laughs> oh, burn! Sick burn. Uh, so that was funny. <laughs> I got one final fun fact. So you know, Mark Hamill plays the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you take his name, Mark Hamill, he's actually got the word Arkham in the middle of it. Mark Hamill. Ah, so it has. Hey, um, how about that? Eh? It's almost as if you thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> so it's like who was destined to play the Joker? Yeah, but yeah, I, I, overall, just a cracking game i think along with city and the other superhero games that have come out since it's probably fallen slightly behind but i still maintain it. it's probably my favorite of the the arkham games i think i kind of liked that that concentrated area it's not like a massive open world because the amount of open world games we've got at the moment it's not needed sometimes sometimes you just need a good story that's going to take 15 20 hours and that's it it's a sort of open linear because you can still go wherever you want but it's yeah. kind of all concentrated and you know, all these smaller sections and all the villains are very enjoyable. Mm. Yeah. It's just a really enjoyable game. Yeah. Combat's good. Great things to collect. Good and things pretty, to find out about the island. And it pretty much came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone was expecting this to be as good as it was. Mm. Probably the best game of that year, I think. 2009. No, I don't know. Well, it did win a, <laughs> uh, a BAFTA for best game, so says it all, really. Well, when you come out, when you got stuff like Modern Warfare 2, Assassin's Creed 2, Borderlands, you know, Uncharted 2, Bayonetta, some some big hitters along there. I think I mean, it's def- I think it's definitely my favourite of that year for sure. I just I just said by the way they 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 justified the source material. Well, it was written by Paul Dini. Paul Dini, it? yeah. Who obviously created the the uh, the animated series, so they definitely had uh, the right people. Yeah, Tops off with the voice cast. Chef's kiss. It's yep. really wonderful. So there you have it. Batman Arkham Asylum into the video game Hall of Fame. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye.